and ghouls welcome to episode 124 of dads from the crypt this is our year in dead episode uh my name is jason i'm joined by the barely alive jody hey hey that's well, all you can <laughs> um, that's terrible man and with mondo hello everyone yeah one of the reasons why we're recording mondo. today oh, what's up somewhat less sick mondo yeah, one of the reasons it took us so long to get this episode out, guys, sorry, is because Jody and I have both been battling illnesses, and we're still not feeling great, but we are here. God, I, I think I think it's the plague, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Have you, right, have I got you any weird people with plague doctor masks coming around your house? Like, maybe they know something. I, I, just, I, I just caught the winter forever virus, you know, the thing that... Like normal people don't get, but when you have kids at your house, yeah, they bring in like this toxic mix of like every virus, and I think that's what I got. Dude, and with that many kids, I don't know how anyone's ever healthy. Yeah, We're they're not. just swapping viruses it's back and forth. The they're just we swapping just viruses from back one. and forth. Yeah, yeah, making yeah. super viruses like the Jason Ten is Uber Uber virus. That's there right. You know. <laughs> All right, and then helping us close out 2023, we have Matthew, the story guy, Torres. Welcome. What's up, guys? What's uh, up? Well, you've been on the show a couple times this year, but if for anyone that mm-hmm. might not have seen those episodes, why don't you tell us about your content, your channels? Yeah, so I do um, like fairy tales from around the world, um, horror movies. I mean, it, kind of my background is kind of the gist of it. It's, it's like pop culture mm-hmm. stuff horror stuff, uh, a lot of Latino representation and pop culture, comic books, uh, movie shows, and whether it's good or bad, commentary on it, um, and really highlighting that kind of stuff. Aztec mythology is another big one I do. So pretty much those things. It's, it's, it's a bit of diversity. It's a bit of horror in mm-hmm. general, and then focusing on little aspects of that stuff. Great. Yeah, I really right. enjoy your reels that you post with just the little mm-hmm. tidbits of like the one you did on God of War and the weapons in uh in that final. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was super cool. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, honestly, I love it. I like that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I like the diversity because we just get so much cooler stuff. Like even in European stuff, like there's still not enough diversity just yeah. for European stuff. Like I feel like Celtic always gets thrown under the bridge because they're like, oh Norse. I'm like, Celtic stuff is arguably cooler I, like they have the morrigan they have all these like the the headless horseman comes from uh scotland like it's y'all y'all, y'all do more stuff you know but <laughs> and, and i ever think i realized before i don't even know if we talked about it that you're a pro wrestling fan i love pro wrestling i actually did um i did a when i was younger <laughs> uh, i did pro wrestling school like i went to santino's brothers wrestling me too oh, cool Really? Yeah. I didn't go to Santino Brothers, but I went to a local one here in Las Vegas. And yeah, when I was, you know, back in 99, not 2000, I started training to be a pro wrestler and I I loved it. But I was at the time it was uh, you had to be like six, three, two fifty. And I was (laughs) it's for me. It's like I I used to backyard wrestle with my friends, too, every day after high school and into college and everything. Now, my friend who used to backyard wrestle runs a promotion and John Cena reposted his promotion and like. I'm really happy that his indie thing's picking up and everything. And he's like, hey, like, cool. you ever want to do this, Matt? Like, I'll give you a spot. And I'm like, I am 
not in enough good enough shape to do that. But like maybe yeah, sure. one day, maybe one day, you know. But you, like, yeah, Matt, it's a, Matt, I'm shout them out. Resting. Yeah, but, shout them out. Shout, shout out the promotion. Uh oh, it's uh Skyfire Lucha. I think it's what the name. Oh, is. nice. I like the name. I like the name. Yeah, Skyfire nice. Lucha. He's 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 not let he's not Latino, but he's like I like Lucha, so it's gonna be Lucha. Like, <laughs> you know, I've said this before. And I think that like uh, if you take someone who's never watched pro wrestling before and you mm-hmm. show them Japanese pro wrestling, you have to understand why that works and why their chop battles work, and it's hard to get yeah. into. It takes take it's a, it's it's something you have to learn. Um. It's kind of like your, I guess, your A24 horror films. And then yeah. you have like, then you have your, your American wrestling, which is very storyline driven, which mm-hmm. if you just drop someone in front of the show and they don't know the storylines, it's not as impactful. Whereas Lucha is like your slasher film where anyone can just get down with it because it's just action and fun it's, costumes. It's, it's big booty Latinas and crazy dudes <laughs> in masks jumping around. Like that's, that's, and, and I love it. You know, like it's that Lucha Libre for me and AAA is such a great promotion. Yes. It's been going on for like a hundred years now. I think it's the longest running promotion in the world. Also, uh, people don't realize. Um, Arena Mexico is one of the biggest. It's probably the, uh, they yeah, consistently than- draw six to fifteen thousand people every night. Um, yeah, it's, it's wrestling, boxing is huge in Mexico. Yeah, like I'm like it's on my bucket list to go see a show in Arena Mexico for oh, sure. Dude, same, I'm, especially at the Aztec. Oh, that's that's a dream. Yeah. yeah, so it's yeah, so it's I love wrestling and stuff. Like me and Thunder Rosa like message each other all the time too. I met her at um, that's I cool. got invited to an AEW event, and like she was there, and she like let my son like so he's like oh Dia de Muertos, and like. The people they were like, hey, like, do you want to meet the Latino? Like, we're not trying to like just like that, but like <laughs> you do that kind of content. So do you want to? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, throw me. Like, I'll meet everyone. But yes, I would love to like sit and talk with like, you know, Thunderosa. And she was sweetheart, and we messaged each other, and she's she's the greatest person. And like Claudio Castagnoli, who's I'm a big fan of Cesaro for year. We talked for thirty minutes about fairy tales, like reading our kids folk tales and fairy tales and like him like being like oh you know like i'm from europe and everything like so i try to like show them the the fairy tales from like this is crazy like i'm just like chilling here awesome. my son's eating at least like go, we're standing next to the buffet so my son's just like munching on all this he ate all the strawberries by the way it's like munching <laughs> on the food. i'm just sitting there talking to cloudy guys i'm like this is the craziest like coolest thing i've ever done in my life that's so As, yeah cool. so yeah it's uh i met andrade el idolo and everything so it's like i love and i didn't i like I knew who he was, but I didn't recognize the name in the face. And I was like, this guy's so man. I was like, it's like, uh, so I love wrestling. I've loved wrestling. Uh, I, I <laughs> watched uh, yesterday, the world's end. Um, Me too. That was great. So yeah, sorry for tangent, but I, yes, if you ever guys <laughs> no, do a wrestling just, thing or talk about, I will be there to talk. About. I love it. J- Jody's just like, I'm just cool. I'm just not going to, I just don't have to talk right now. So I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I remember when right, AEW can- put the belts on Pentagon and Phoenix, like YouTube also being Latino, like that was like a huge moment for me. I was like, that's so cool. Watch them win on this giant stage and do a Lucha style and really bring this, this style yeah. to the audiences, which yeah, is, we, we, and we don't so, see it enough, really unfortunately, nice. especially in WWE, but hopefully yeah. that'll change sometime. We can circle and, back to this. Uh, topic, it's not my song but, of the day, but but the, but the Lucha Brothers theme song too is is fucking fire. Their their theme their theme song is awesome. <laughs> All right, uh, quick announcement before we dive in. Uh, for those that know, we are almost done with uh, Tales from the Crypt episodes. So starting in uh, January, we're going to start doing Black Mirror episodes. We're going to do the first and second seasons are only three episodes long, so we're just going to combine the first and second seasons. So that will be what we're covering in January and February. And then in March, we're going to do season one of Creepshow, uh, which again is, I think it's six episodes. So that'll be March and April. Then we're going to throw in a couple movies to kind of fill out um, the time slots. And we have some excellent guests coming up. Creepshow's so, good. Creepshow's yeah. good. Underrated. Yeah. Underrated gem, guys. If you want 
horror TV shows, Creepshow on Shutter is an underrated gem. Not yeah, great. I'm really excited. So, there are some episodes. There are some episodes though that are great. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. There is. They um, really have a lot of peaks and valleys, and the but the yeah. peaks are high peaks, which are which is fantastic. And every single episode without them. fail has a monster. So yeah. in the very least, I've, 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 I've seen most of the seasons. I don't think I've ever seen the, a bad episode. Some that yeah, like yeah. more than others, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And uh, if you're a right. Walking Dead fan, a lot of the Walking because Greg Nicotero did it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he he has half the cast on the creep show is just Walking Dead alumni. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna talk, go into our uh, we're we're gonna do a couple of different categories. So we're gonna do uh, our top five episodes. So each of us made a list. And I kind of took the cream of the crap from there. I made a top five. We're gonna then we're gonna go around and do honorable mentions that didn't make the uh, exact top five. We're going to talk about some underwhelming movies uh, that we're going to throw out there. And then uh, just to switch things up a little bit, we're going to do talk about some non-horror media. So uh, movies that were not horror, whichever way you want to call it, books, TV, video games, music, etc. Uh, all right. So we're going to jump in and uh, talk about our top five movies of the year. I'm just going to call on people to uh, kind of start the conversation. Uh, number five is Suitable Flesh by friend of the show, uh, Joe Lynch, who actually I was messaging with him and he told me he watched our Chillerama episode and uh, said, oh, nice. enjoyed it. So nice. Oh, he good. That's good. Yeah, like, I mean, we're, a little bit, we're a little bit harsh on his segment. A bit, so. I, I actually, no, I told him that. He said, no, trust me for the budget that we had and the what resources. He's really proud of it. And he's yeah. totally cool with what I, we I think had. we brought that up too, that it was like, yeah. we understood it wasn't a big budget production. <laughs> Right, so he's like, "No, I totally." I get actually it. haven't seen it, but I've I want to see it now. If it's based on the thing on the doorstep, I like that story. It's loosely. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, though, that one you got to be loose because it gets really nonsensical yeah. if you really think about it. But this was your number one movie. This is your number one movie, so I'll let you talk about it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to me, the end of the year, I try to figure out what was the most enjoyable movie I watched all year as in like, what did I watch from start to finish or or watch multiple times? I just like, man, I just had a great time from start to finish. And that's the one that just kept popping back in my brain artistically or with everything else that came out this year. I I think anyone could argue that it wasn't there, but I I think it doesn't, it's not going to be a movie that is appeals to everybody. Um, But if you like a good, hornier version of reanimator that's what this <laughs> is and reanimator is one of my favorite movies of all times and it's Farm hornier than reanimator oh yeah yes okay. yeah. reanimator one and two or like re- including number three where there's the the, 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 the penis that like crawls around the entire, uh the entire series it is uh, <laughs> well i gotta watch this one now that's that you sold yeah. me on that man <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a it's a i think it's a super fun movie heather graham who it, who okay. so good in it and you don't expect her to be to, to play the role she did in this movie, and you can tell she generally got into the role and loved the role she was playing. Um, all I think all the performances were fantastic. And Barbara again, Crampton, yeah. Barbara Crampton's and, in this too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, if I this completely went under my, I'm so disappointed <laughs> in myself. I had the, such well, the biggest crush on Heather Graham because of Austin Powers mm-hmm. too and Scrubs. Man, she mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. So for yet, for the record, uh, Sula Flesh is coming to Shudder just like a week or two, so oh. it'll be. So go. they had like a limited uh, release. It's getting a much, I think Shutter will help it get its legs. Yeah. Um, so I think it cool. might have flown under the radar for a lot of people. I think it'll, it'll be, they'll be rectified once it comes to Shutter. Yeah. I bought it on VOD because it was one of those movies mm-hmm. that I kept seeing trailers for and hearing hype about. And it just sounded so good when they're talking about 
a horny Lovecraftian uh, horror film because I mean that, that's my shit right there. And uh, <laughs> if you could somehow throw some luchadors in there, we'd be we'd be set. Like El, San, El Santo and versus the horny Gorgon. And I'm I mean like, <laughs> but uh, I feel like that's a real movie. I feel like you're gonna be like that's a, that's a real El Santo movie. I'd be like, yeah, I believe you. He fought be. werewolves. He fought the los lo, 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 uh, lo or whatever the los yeah. Lobas. So oh god. You. But no, it's a, it's a really really good movie. If you like, I mean, yeah. if you like the typical Lovecraftian, it's like that turned up to eleven. One thing I love about it, mm-hmm. it I, I've I've been missing Stuart Gordon for the last few years since he died. It feels like a Stuart Gordon movie, like Stuart yeah. Gordon back from the dead making Definitely. this movie. Uh, it's got like this kind of soap opera quality to it. Like there's something heightened reality, and yeah, uh, Judah Lewis. We have to mention him. Uh, the, oh, yeah. the dude in it. Uh, he's the kid from the babysitter movies. Yeah, which is creepy. <laughs> dude, he's really good. I love, I genuinely love the babysitter <laughs> one and two. I, I feel like they're underrated gems. Like, and I think yeah, people absolutely. forget, I think Jenna Ortega was in the second one too, is the love mm-hmm. interest. Like, yeah. I, I, he's, I, man, I'm so upset. I didn't know about this movie. I, this has a, uh, never too late. Yeah. yeah. I'm we'll go legitimately, we'll probably watch it after this podcast. That's, I hope you do it, right. so is my favorite um all right next on our list is thanksgiving uh jody this is your number one do you want to talk about it or do you want to cover no let's go for it no yeah no it was my number one i i love a good slasher and i especially love a good slasher with a good gimmick Mm -hmm. and i feel like thanksgiving like it hits all of those fun parts i mean it's just it's a straight up slasher like it's not trying to be like meta or comment on the genre or any of this which i i love all those movies i I'm I'm a Scream fan. I like all that stuff. It's just a straight up slasher. And it goes hard. The gore in it is ridiculous. And uh, there are some scenes that I have not seen before. Uh, The turkey carving and the baking and all that stuff. Really, when it comes down to it, when I I came down to deciding what my number one was, it was which one am I going to end up watching a lot? And I'm definitely going to watch Thanksgiving a lot. It's going to be one I pull out on a regular basis. I just watched it again with my, my horror loving kids and I had just as much fun the second time as I did the first time. And so, yeah, it's, I think it's great. I think it's a great movie. Yeah. I watched it for the second time as well, uh, just this weekend and it holds up really well. And once you know, like who the killer is, you kind of see behind the scenes what's going on. Um, so it it holds up really well on the second viewing. We, again, we did a great episode with James and Chelsea from Dead Meat on it, and um, I, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's the Eli Roth movie I think we've been wanting for a long time, where it's like b- a little bit better calibrated, a little bit better written yeah. than some of his, uh, especially his earlier stuff. He's um, matured. He's matured, and the maturity yeah. shows through in what he's done. Like, there's, none yeah. of the, there's none of the cringy Eli Roth stuff in there that you're like, yes. I like this movie, but ugh. that's Eli <laughs> yeah. Roth. I love Eli Roth. I love this. I love Hostel, but. Like I right. love Cabin Fever. Mm-hmm. Cabin right. Fever. I the love Cabin Fever. Just there's some dialogue scenes that like are very upsetting in 2023. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like when we say mature, we mean in the best way. Like mature, mm-hmm. like you know. Yeah, uh, he's getting better. He yeah. loses his edge. He's, yeah, he still has his edge. Um, there's still some really gory, great kills. The the again that one where the pole goes to the guy's head or the chain, the uh, table saw. Excellent gore. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Just. And there's still, you know, no, there's still some dick characters in there. Some of the guys that you're like, you know, 
you wouldn't want oh, to yeah. be friends with, but he I mean, doesn't yeah, overdo Eli Roth it. will always write a jock like a like a nineties jock, and that'll never change. Yeah. I don't think until mm-hmm. the day he dies. Like he will always write. But a they're jock. not casually dropping slurs the whole time, so that's yeah. nice. They're at the first scene. I think they're driving around in the car, and the way they're talking, I was like, I get some subtitles here because uh, a, a, tra- a translation. I don't. I need to know what what do these words mean that these young kids are saying. <laughs> But no, I agree. This is definitely a movie I'm going to watch every year around Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I, I think it's, it's a great. Yeah. Uh, like Jody said, fun, straightforward slasher. Just uh, with, the, like I said, a nice little twist. But the twist wasn't one of those twists where it was a twist for the sake of a twist. Mm-hmm. There's breadcrumbs throughout the whole thing. Yeah, and it all makes sense. I guess the twist literally the moment I saw that character. The moment <laughs> that character's introduced, I was like, it's them. It's 100% them. I have yeah, we, no don't want to ruin it for, we don't want to ruin it for anyone, but yeah. But yeah, again, once you watch it yeah, the second time, because yeah. I hate it when a movie does, like, they just choose a random person to be the, the killer or whatever, just and you watch it you. again, and then you're like, that, no, that doesn't make any sense how that person is it. This yeah. one, you can tell they kind of reverse engineered a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, My wife was surprised. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that. My wife was like, <gasps> but me, I was like, did you not see that? I, <laughs> well, also, they kept a good job with the red herrings. Yeah. Um, yeah, to keep them, them like legit. So, like again, pro- you can do. Sometimes I do process of elimination when watching these movies, and you kind of figure it out by that. But he did the, again. I can tell they thought about where is this person at this time, yeah. kind of situations. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up on our list is When Evil Lurks, which Matthew you had number two on your list, so I'll let you talk about that one. Yeah, so When Evil Lurks is uh, by Argentinian director. Uh, he, man, so A, he made Terrified, which came out a few years ago, which was this really, like, messed up, that Slender Man in the closet scene, like, at the beginning. Like, he made a, he made a really messed up movie in the best possible way. And then he worked on, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Satanic Hispanic, uh, mm-hmm. giving us the opening, the not the opening, but the first movie, where I don't know if you guys saw it, when, when it was, like, the that creature that's under the desk, and, like, he, mm-hmm. like, sees the hallway. The, that scared the shit out of me, man, like that. That scared me so bad. That was like my scare of the year. Um, so he's just, he's a very talented guy. And then we see once again with uh, When Evil Lurks um, of just this like, it's almost like a Mexican supernatural, but more grounded. Like it's it's like, there's like cleaners and like they go to, they're just, it's two dudes hunting evil spirits. But the gore and the violence and like, I, I it's, a, it's an American thing to never show dead kids. Um, Latinos don't have that. It, it, especially in this movie, there's a lot of violently like gruesome yes. deaths for kids. It's it's even me. I was like, are you allowed to show a hit like a kid's head getting split in half? Like I didn't think that was possible. Like he doesn't show them getting killed, but he shows the aftermath of it, and you're just like, oh, this is like super hyper violent. And it, it it's I like it because. It's like I said, it's just super as two dudes hunting in evil spirits, and it it ends on a very sad note, which is something that he always does with his movies. He's like, Hey, happy endings, not in my movies. No. <laughs> and this is this movie ends in like the most messed up possible way. I'm not gonna spoil anything. But to me, it's like I'm glad that it got enough acclaim that we're getting more movies down there. Because I felt like mm-hmm. nothing against the movies this year. I kind of felt like this year was kind of stagnant when it came to horror movies. I felt like there was a, a ceiling this year and no one really got past it. Uh, and um, I don't know. I just it, for me, that was just kind of this. Yeah. Like I said, this is a feeling that like the horror movies here didn't push the bar or anything. They didn't, they were good. They were never, there was, I don't think there was any like really bad horror movies this year, but there was movies that just didn't. And for me, it's like, 
I want a good story. I want good acting. I want this. And that's what I got with this gruesome violence at the same time, a good story. So that's what we got with the new alerts. It's, and yeah, it's messed up. Just be aware guys. Like if you're like super oh, yeah. violent kid deaths and stuff, don't watch this movie. It, it, it'll upset you. Man. A lot I, of children I, I, in this movie. <laughs> I heard the buzz about this one. It was on shutter. And I was like, I'll call him off this week. So I think I watched it like 9am on a Tuesday. I was like, well, my day's fucked. Like, yeah, I'm oh, going yeah. to bed. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those movies where you're like, I need to like get an ice cream and sit down and cuddle right. something. <laughs> it's one of those yeah. movies that I feel like they should like airdrop a, a box of chocolates to you when you watch. Yeah. It. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's it's messed up. <laughs> but in, but in the good, but not like in the edge lordy way or yeah. like you know, right. it serves the story. It's what would real it, it would make sense. Yeah. What I love about this movie is that there's a whole mythology built around it and mm-hmm. like you know there's they thought out like okay if there was you know suppose uh, there are these cleaners and they have a job and like there's like and people just accept it it's not yeah. like no this can't be no it's like you know okay this is just life now <laughs> yeah that's what and it was such a latino experience who's watching that and i'm like yeah like the like the, the, these responses they're like yeah evil monsters and i feel like people are like no they couldn't and latino's like no yep definitely definitely we used to live in a haunted house and I, I talked about this before how uh like and i i say i never believed in ghosts i lived in this house and this shit happened i can't explain but uh we had told my uh my nana who's very who's catholic and very religious also she's the best kind of catholic she's not judgmental she's just like oh. if you're a good person you get to go to heaven if not fuck you like <laughs> go to hell buddy enjoy, enjoy the fun. <laughs> Well, my parents kicked me out for be- of the house for being an atheist when I was seventeen because they're drug addicts and they're drug addicts and alcoholics, but they're, they're but they're Catholics. Um, they uh, my my nana took me in for the night and she was like, "Mijo, God rather have nice atheists in heaven than shitty Christian drug addicts." But uh, I, but she wouldn't come into that house when we told her we thought it was haunted. And I, I think if when you live in like the Mexican Mexican culture and you realize that superstition and that belief in the paranormal. Yeah. It was very Everyone. much there, and it's, it's it's very real. Yeah, I would say most Latinos aren't even religious; we're just superstitious. Like it's like yeah. we like we go to church or we do these things out of like sheer superstition, not actual fear of like really. It's just like oh, like because you know it's this history of like a little bit of this indigenous culture history of like these things are real. Whether this like and combined with this really Catholic like penance and God and like <laughs> fire and brimstone, and together it kind of just like created this really like desensitized everything's gonna kill you you're gonna die ghosts are real you know use your smudge sticks and my wife still does it she smudge sticks and we have salt in front of you know and it's like to me it's like i don't wouldn't say that i'm religious or like anything but it's like my wife still does it i we still do the egg on you know roll the egg on the body like it's <laughs> it's just standard practice um but there's just so much going on in this movie like uh, as a father of an autistic child not like nonverbal to the point of the child in this but so i feel that that parent's mm. stress of like man you're in a shitty situation and you have a special needs kid and that just compounds things yeah. um so that i thought that was a really interesting angle and I they handled uh, it well because i feel like mm-hmm. yeah they handled it very well movies, it's my nephew's autistic and to me it's like i feel like certain movies would portray him like not in a good light because it's you know but this one i felt like it was it was reasonable enough that mm-hmm. it was from the perspective that I felt like, like I don't know if the the guy does or doesn't, but I felt like he he did his research on this one. No, yeah, I thought like, he did a fantastic. Because for a moment, I was like, did they, how did they get an autistic actor to do this? I'm like, well, no, they probably it's probably a non autistic person who did a really good job. You ne- you never know. He's well, they, at least they filmed this in Argentina. <laughs> at, least he's not, at least he's not not nonverbal because you know he kind of breaks character 
or you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shift for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, that was I was like, okay, because <laughs> for a while I was like, wow, that, that's really impressive. They got, but again, as, as from the father perspective, we just happen to relate to those characters and just like the shitty situation they're thrown into and how stressful that is and just all the crazy and crap. It is a very it, fatherly movie too. It's very yeah. the only reason why this one didn't make my list is just because I haven't seen it yet. Because I've this oh. year has been I have a I lot of teenagers. I have a lot of teenagers, so we watch movies together. This is one that I know for no. a fact I'll no. watch by myself. Yeah. I don't want to watch it with the kids. This is, this is a me movie, but I, no. I haven't had the chance yet. So How, I, gonna, you, I know you, it's going to be at the top of my like. I know yeah. it. Oh, Joey, it's yeah, up your alley, dude. It's it's no, right. One hundred percent. I know it is. I just I have know. to find the right time. How old so I was going to ask you if if you'd seen it because it wasn't anywhere on your list. And if it was on your list, it'd probably be our number one. No, yeah, no, I I know, I know this is going to be a movie I love. I just hadn't had a chance to. Uh, yeah, the the ones that watch with me, like the youngest is twelve, and she watches horror movies with me. This is not a twelve year old movie. You know? no. This is this is we, we no. we'll get to this one later. Uh, yeah. But I, I it's as soon as I get a chance, I'm going to watch this one because I know it's going to be my kind of thing. This is um, my number three of the year, and my first three literally could have probably all been interchangeable. Well, yeah, because um, they're all fantastic. And then uh, probably seven through 10 are all interchangeable or whatever, not sure. seven through 10, whatever yeah. number, no, whatever yeah. numbers are all probably interchangeable too. <laughs> uh, because I really had a hard time like ordering my, uh, of what I wanted because there's so much just, because there's some real highs and then some, some good stuff. Yeah, I just not say, there was lows, but there was just, there was, it was good. We, this year yeah. I we got a solid, solid chunk. Nothing yeah, too yeah. great, nothing too bad, just solid. Well, also, like in a year where we had an Exorcist movie, and which was just so plain, so safe, everything they did, and you compare that to when Evil Lurks, which is again a possession movie with yep. possessed, you know, kids and all kinds of stuff like that. Like this is that—that's the balls that we wish the Exorcist movie would have had to yeah. actually do something interesting and different. And well, go I there. mean, I think they're going to have to. Maybe they'll hire the the guy for who did it when Evil oh Lurks. Oh my god! They spent five hundred yeah. million on the the rights oh, for yeah. The Exorcist, what? and the first mm-hmm. one made a hundred million, and they they're planning a trilogy. So yes. those next two need need to make at least two hundred million to break even. Well, I, I think I heard that that David Gordon Green said he's taking a sabbatical from writing and drawing. Yeah, you yeah. should at this point, dude. Like, and and not, and not even a knock on the guy. Like when, when he when Nate when he wrote uh, or co wrote Halloween two thousand eighteen. Um, I loved that movie. Absolutely loved yeah. it. But I think he had a great idea and just couldn't materialize it the way he, he it, it should have materialized. And I think he it, and writer's burnout's a real thing. So it, it could just be that. So I'm I yeah. still hold the best of the guy. But yeah, um, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. So I never wish for any movie. filmmaker to well, yeah. we'll talk a few. You know, we'll, we'll talk, <laughs> about, we'll we'll talk more about that like one in a minute. Actively um, go right. I want to move on to number two. Um, I'm gonna cover this one. This is uh, Satanic Hispanics. Um, I had this as my number two movie and uh, uh, by far the best anthology movie of the year, if not the best anthology movie the last couple years, um, yeah. largely because the fact that a movie made me laugh, made me kind of want to cry, made me like scared, like each segment had like different emotions, which a lot of anthologies try to like go for the scares or the funny or, you know, they all kind of have a theme with this one, each segment was actually really well, did a good job of making you go in different places emotionally and themes. Um, it just, yeah. Even the one like I quote didn't like or just didn't get when I saw it, um, it was beautiful to look at. Um, is the so Nagwa one? Fact, was the, I, what's up? Is the Nagwa one? Yeah. Yeah, that um, one, which, yeah, you know, that one was... Thankfully, you were able to unpack that one for me. Um, 
But I mean, I, like I, said, I talked to her about this. Yeah, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed it, but I just didn't get it. But that, that was more on me than the than the segment itself. But again, for uh, an anthology to make me go through all of that, laugh, cry, hurl, you know how it goes. What um, was your favorite segment? Oh, man, probably. That's really tough because the one with the vampires. The Dracula was. So funny, so heartfelt. So, so the, the Dracula was probably my favorite because I just, I, I just, I loved that so much and all the, the mm-hmm. weird little puns and innuendos they use in there, and and I thought the ending was actually kind of beautiful. Like I think it was actually yeah. kind of uh, adorable. Um, yeah. So again, by far the best anthology we got this year is great. And again, we had the same director who did uh, when Evil Lurks did the segment, the scariest segment in that one, which probably might have been the scariest thing I've seen all year. Um, at least as far as scariest that... moment, yeah. Oh, it's good to show me, man. That table, but it, like mm-hmm. it wasn't even uh, just that. Like this is what happens. Like I, I want everyone to see this movie just for that that segment because it shows what you can do with a one location shoot with good special effects, like impractical effects, but not great. Like just good and good lighting. My God, mm-hmm. he got the lighting perfectly so that when that edit, when he cuts it right there. It's scared. I literally jumped out of my seat and I was like, damn, you, I don't, this don't happen. I go to haunted mazes and I don't get scared, man. But like, right. you got me on this one, man. But again, for, for one segment to do that and then the next segment you're laughing out of your chair is just, you know, that, that's a real oh, accomplishment. And, and it still felt cohesive. At no point did mm-hmm. it feel like they abandoned the formula. And I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I'm a big, this is maybe my top, I think top five. I think it's my number five or something. Yeah, this is my number five. Yeah, those are four. But four, yeah, I loved that. I loved it. Um, all right. And then our number one movie of the year, um, is Godzilla minus one. Um, I, I was asking if you've seen this. that. I yeah, so this was, this was my number one. This was Jody's number two and Mondo's number two. So it was in our, I didn't even think to life. put this on the horror list. I was like, I, I don't know why, but yeah, this would probably be my top five. We had discussion whether or not it was actually horror, but I, I'll stand by it being horror because, oh, yeah. well, it, it is. It, in my opinion, this is the most hor- horrific version of Godzilla they've ever shown. Like, just this beast of destruction. Like, aside from maybe the 1954 movie, but obviously now with today's technology. Hmm? Shin Godzilla oh, Shin was Godzilla's fantastic. Yeah, yes. Godzilla, yeah. But, but I really love the way they portrayed Godzilla in this. Um, and not to give away any, any spoilers, but the way they show his progress as, as, as a creature. And then I am going to spoil a little bit. And the scene where they put the depth charge in his mouth and it explodes. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you think, oh, shit, did they kill him? And then the head starts regrowing. And it's like, oh, oh. Yeah. And to not only be one of the best kaiju movies I've ever seen, but also be just an awesome human story to where yes. I, I was someone was chopping some onions in that theater towards the end when mm-hmm. in a. Uh, I man, I saw it twice in the theater, and I probably would have gone and seen it a third time if I didn't get sick. Yeah, I, to me, it's like that's the big thing about kaiju movies. Everyone's like, "Oh, kaiju!" The human aspect is what is ninety percent of the movie. If you don't make us care for the humans, we won't care for the kaiju's. Like, you got to give us something other than giant monsters because you can't have a mo- a movie that has a billion dollar budget with CGI monsters all the time. And I think that's something that the the American monster movies, the Kong and all these Godzillas, isn't getting. They have yet of, they've given us five movies now, five or six movies, and I can't honestly say I remember the name of a single character from any one of those movies. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I love, I love the legendary series right now just because it's yeah, I, a fun, like bombastic series. Absolutely, but it doesn't have any like emotional impact, you know. 
Well, I, I, I will say one thing. My, my favorite of the whole series is Kong Skull Island because mm. you get John C. Riley's character who does have a story. And the and I, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't watched that movie in forever. And I was watching it back on an airplane. Spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it, but it's ten years old now at this point. So when he goes back to his family at the end, like I was in the airplane, like like trying not to cr- not start crying. I'm like, God damn it, I'm getting old and soft. But uh, but I think but like like you said, I think that's one of the most important things. And Godzilla 2014 had that too, with um the army. I forgot. I can never remember character names. But the army guy trying to save the kid. And there's a scene where they're laying on the train track while Godzilla's walking by. And while there's no carnage there, you really feel for the characters. And and that's what like you said. That's what this movie really did. It really yeah. pushed those mm-hmm. characters. Like you like, uh, man. Like I wanted to see everyone succeed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you could take Godzilla out of this movie and just have a World War Two post World War Two drama, and I've been still like, this is probably one of the best movies of the year. Yeah, yeah. They wrote a good movie and then added Godzilla to it, but made sure that right. he was in it. You know, they glued him in mm-hmm. and were like, "You belong here." But there's a movie well, without him. And yeah. I think ultimately, what made this a horror movie for me is they they made Godzilla like actually scary in several mm-hmm. of the scenes. Like that first attack when he's small on the island. That's a, that's just straight up monster stuff. Yeah, yeah. The the boat chase, and then finally his like big destruction, like all of those things. They were they were frightening because I wanted the characters to survive, and I didn't know if they would. Yeah. Like I genuinely did not know if they were going to make it out. And that like, scene, sorry. Oh no, yeah, go, yeah, go for it. Although that scene, the first time you see the atomic breath go off, and the mm-hmm. that, that looks insane but the aftermath of the people running while the explosion is happening that like got to me made my skin crawl because i was like oh my you can almost imagine yourself in that situation and the horror you'd be going through it's like it's it's like a natural disaster movie it's like oh Mm -hmm. like oh it's it's outrun a snowstorm that's the size of a skyscraper it's like that's terrifying anyone would be terrified of that in situation and i'd like this movie nailed that and like what Mm -hmm. what's more for me like the more amazing thing of like as a history nerd is that like they were allied with the Nazis. Like this movie made mm-hmm. us care about people that were friends with Nazis. And they did it in such a way that didn't ignore that, but at the same time, acknowledge everything that's going on and their point of view of it, which I'm like, you guys did a good job at this. Like, I don't, I still yeah. don't know if like, Chinese people want, would watch this movie and be like, Oh, I feel bad for you. But like, I feel like everyone else is like, yeah, you well, did a good job. Like it's 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 really because I know that's a big thing for them too. That whole like history of like yes. a lot of Japanese people are so like, were we the bad guys? Yes, and some people are like, yes. no, we were, and we got to atone for that. And I think this movie really took a step forward mm-hmm. in addressing all of that. Well, I, I love really how you had. had well, I love how you had the the I guess the kamikaze pilot who refused yeah. to do his mission because he's like, no, like why am I going to kill other people and kill myself? And um, I, I think the characters that were ex-military all had a very they kind of showed their internal struggle with what they yeah. had, what what the and all of them were very anti-war. They all kind of talked how they were all yeah. against the war. And then I forgot the one the younger character talks about how he wishes he was in the military and he wishes the war is still going. And the guy's like, no, never say that war is terrible. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I did. They're trying to definitely toe that line and play that line, like not saying the war didn't happen, but that the characters are supposed to care about. Yeah, they, they didn't align with those beliefs. Yeah, I, li- I like. Like I said, like I'm a huge history buff, so this like seeing characters, especially in Japanese like anime and everything and movies and stuff, of like because being repentant of like World War II is something a lot of people in Japan don't do, especially in their movies. So for them to be like, we were on the wrongs, they're looking at the ground, like, we, we we didn't like that war. That wasn't a good war. And I'm like, that's really bold because there's that's that's it's it's just something you don't usually see. 
Well, it's kind of crazy because if you ever go to Germany, Germany has built museums and monuments to show like where Hitler did his speeches at and basically saying, hey, we don't want this shit ever again. Yeah. And and they really and in their culture, it's very um, prominent that it's very almost and I mean, this in the best way possible, anti-Nazi, where you can't even like some of the shit people when people complain about the freedom of speech getting canceled in the United States because they're going on their, their Nazi marches. Like you would go to prison for that in Germany yeah, because that's say, how they, adamant they, they got, are. No, you don't even joke. That's like one of the things like they don't yeah. even joke about that. Like that's not like a like a uh, Nazi jokes. Not in Germany. And what I mean, though, is but, but, but Japan, I think their regime, the, the, the government time tried to kind of bury that and try to make yeah. themselves seem like the victims, which yeah. granted, I'm not saying we should have dropped a bomb and killed that many people. I don't know. No, I'm yeah. not the right guy. To, that's, what to this that movie said. that's what I liked about this movie, because it, it, it was like, hey, like this is kind of like the karmic force. But like, yeah. is it too much? You know, like yeah. little Godzilla would have been something, but like, is big Godzilla too much of a, you know, it's like someone punches you. So you stab him in the face. Like, is the, where, where, where's the, where's the middle ground yeah. there? You know, like we, yeah. We, yeah. you took a step too far. And I think if this we, movie, I don't know. I accidentally or not like kind of address that for me. And, and we prefer thick Godzilla here. The big uh, <laughs> <Diddy> Godzilla. <laughs> uh, with that's what my son's called Godzilla. Like he saw the Godzilla, and he saw like the old school with the big thighs and the big tail, and he's like, "Oh, that Godzilla's thick." <laughs> <laughs> I loved. I love when he's chasing the boat, and his head just comes out of the water. And because uh, the first guy thought, "Oh, that's my dog." When she chases her toy, that's what she looks like. It's so cute. <laughs> it's exactly. It's like, oh, that's so cute. And then he can murder. Oh, murder. Still cute. Still cute. <laughs> All right, so that's our top five movies of the year. And now uh, I'm going to give my the ones that didn't make it, and I can talk about them really quick, and then uh, we can kind of go around and uh, anyone can add anything. Um, so some of the ones that didn't make it, uh, Megan, just such a fun movie. It was it's so fun. Oh, I, I totally so forgot. Man, I, I totally forgot that came out this year, and that, I like Megan a lot. Megan probably yeah. should have made my top ten. I want um, the next one to be rated R. I, I must I know. be absolutely it, clear. Yeah. I know, but unacceptable PG thirteen. Well, they did. They did have the what the unrated cut or whatever on. Um, yeah, twenty seconds shorter than the original. Yeah, oh, I know. Really? it's just a couple different shots. Yeah, I, I never saw. I only watched that version, so I don't know the differences. But it's, yeah, it's not. Um, yeah, it's, next <laughs> is uh, Infinity Pole. Again, that's I haven't seen it. Really it interesting. Either. I don't know how to quantify that movie. I as long as I came out like okay that was a movie and it did stuff and anytime you get um what's her name mia goth unhinged i'm here for it um but was it so like, like skin okay. rink what's up are we gonna talk about skin rink i mean so that is actually one of my honorable mentions not because i would say it's a good movie but it got people talking and that's i don't think that's a bad thing because some people liked it some people, a lot of people did not i i fell asleep <laughs> during that I will um, watch it in like three or four years. And and the reason why I say that yeah. is because I heard so much chatter on both sides about it. There's no way I could watch it right now without going in with some preconceived notions that might skew my view on it. So it's going to be one of those things I throw on an airplane in a couple of years and, and see how I like it. Yeah, it gets an honorable I, mention from me. Just the fact that people are still talking about it at the end of the year. Yeah. And it's a low yeah, budget. I, 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 mean, I always shoot for if a hey, look, whether I liked it or not is irrelevant. Is this an indie horror filmmaker who put their their passion mm-hmm. and their blood into this movie? Mm-hmm. And did they make money? Great. Maybe the next time he'll do a little better. That's that's how I feel about the like. I'm happy for him because yeah. that's my dream. That's I feel a lot of people's dreams is shoot your dream. Hey, it wasn't the best, but you did your yeah. best job. And maybe that wasn't how he saw the movie, but that was the budget he had. Which that's horror movies. 
So like, even though I didn't like it, I, I, I and I'll say this about most movies, just because I didn't like it doesn't mean I'm going to shit on it. Or like, like, if you like it, I hate you. You know, it's like, I just yeah. thought too much darkness. It's, it's yeah. too much darkness. If I have well, to turn I, off the lights in my house to watch a movie, I'm not, I'm not happy. And I, I know a lot of people get into like that liminal horror thing where it's like, I'm walking around in a big empty space and all this stuff. And that freaks them out. It didn't yeah. do much for me. Like yeah. that, I watched those videos. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'd like to explore some like empty space. So th- this this movie did not appeal to me, and especially when I hear you know kind of what the story is, which is there's not much of one. I haven't watched it. Maybe I'll watch it later. You're not wrong. Whatever. Like I, yeah. I don't have strong opinions either way. It just didn't sound like something I wanted to watch. Maybe I maybe I will. Maybe someday I'll watch it. and I'll love it. Be not great a video game. Be great. Uh, if this was a video game, would have been a great mm. game. Yeah, sure. Been a, game, a VR game, especially, would have been great. Okay. As it was, not a big fan. Um, another album mention I want to bring up is Birth Rebirth, which again, if you if you want if you want some uh, child related horror, strap yourself in because this goes there. Um, I thought it was superbly acted, superbly directed, uh, very subversive. Again, you see things uh, I don't think I've ever seen in the movie before. Yeah, um, I, I think this one didn't hit me as hard as it hit a lot of people. Um, I especially think like, uh, especially because a lot of it is talking about the right. It's, it's a lot of it is about the, the patriarchy kind of, and how, how women are treated when it comes to medical, uh, medical situations. And, um, I, I think it would hit a lot harder if I've experienced, so if I'd experienced those things. So like, I know a lot of, um, uh, a lot of females who put this on their as their number one. And I have nothing but respect for that because it, it's, it's a lot of visceral stuff. That I think is guys is really hard to relate to because we don't have, we don't give birth. Yeah, that's why um, I mean, that's why my number one is my number one, because it's yeah. it's that's a crazy story. It's ugh. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, another honorable mention. I thought and I'll just keep banging the job for this one is totally killer. It was just really it was all fun. around funny movie. It's really too. fun. So my list, too. I love totally killer. I, I, I had a, a very enjoyable time. The whole that whole that whole movie. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's good. Um, and then my last honorable mention is Saw X. Just the fact that mm-hmm. we're on the 10th Saw movie, Saw and this is probably <laughs> in top four, top three Saw movies. Um, the fact that we actually, again, ca- story matters, character matters. We want the gore, we want all the crazy shit, but at the end of the day, we need to have a story to latch on to. And the fact that they made us sympathize with John Kramer and like make him kind of the anti-hero of this movie uh and have like some weird nuclear family kind of thing happening at the end there um was a real feat i think that movie succeeded where a lot of the other movies because then after after we watch this my my wife wanted to go back and watch all the saw movies which i'm like "Mm." Mm. Um, which is fine but like they went on this thing where by number by number four you're just watching you don't give a shit about the story you're just watching to see what kind of cool traps they come up with and it's funny because yeah and the criticism I heard about Saw 10 was there's too much drama. And I'm like, no, that's what really made me sink my teeth into mm-hmm. it. Like I like, and especially someone who's had to navigate the healthcare system recently. And Jason, I know you guys have had to navigate the healthcare system a lot. Like when you're, when you have a chronic illness, like um, I, I've talked about before in the show where I've got diagnosed with diabetes back in May. I, I never thought myself as a guy susceptible to mini- media manipulation, but I was willing to try all kinds of like, uh, now to pop on Facebook, I'm like, oh, maybe I should buy these socks for a hundred dollars. That's supposed to help me because when your health's bad, though, you're just thinking like, I'll do anything to make myself feel better. 
Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I really like really that 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 plight of his really hit home with me. It really hit me hard. And I, I absolutely love the humanization of John Kramer and him just having to deal with this cancer diagnosis and in his brain cancer. And it was uh, very, very well done, in my opinion. But before the end, you give a shit about the traps and who's in the traps, because now mm-hmm. you have these clear, de- clearly defined set of protagonists and antagonists, which you almost really didn't have in the in the other saw installments. Yeah. I, I To me, it's like I so I liked it. Um, my one thing is like, cause I had, I had, I had like issues about a white dude going to Mexico to murder a bunch of Mexicans. Um, okay. Yes. On face value. I was like, uh, and then you, you watch the movie. Like, okay. It's more than that. And like the villain is a white lady, European, like super awful. Like, so I was like, and, and so from that level, I'm like, okay, it's, it's a little better, but then like, cause there's this, for those of you that don't know, it's like in Mexico, medical services are really cheap and it's a very, mm-hmm. very, very common thing for Americans to go to Mexico and get especially like dental surgery done for uh, literally like 1% of the price. It's, it's really, really cheap. You got to be careful where you go. 90% of the time it works out fine, but there are some times where it doesn't. And I kind of wish they would have dived a little more into that. Um, Cause that is a real life thing that people actively deal with. And that is a problem with the medical is that like, you want pills? You go to Canada. They're cheap. You want surgeries? You go to Mexico because it's cheap. So it's like, I, I wish they would have explored the dynamic a little more. And then like as an Aztec mythology nerd, when they brought up Balak, which they mispronounced several times, um, like he's, that's not the guy to use. That guy, like he's the god of rain and storms and he's not the god of sacrifice. Like he is also preferred method is drowning children. That was his sacrifice. So I'm like, you picked the wrong Aztec god. Like, there's Toltec, which is, his name is translates to the Lord of the Flayed Ones. And he is all about rebirth. And about, like, wearing people, like, him and his priests would literally wear people's skins. And, like, that was his thing. And he was all about, like, second chances and rebirth to, to like, to live again, we must die. So he's like, because that's vegetation and corn. And he's the god of, like, farming. And I'm like, that would have been a great, that, that was the god they should have chosen. Because that's what at least in theory, he John Kramer does. He's about rebirth. He's about sacrificing and literally flaying yourself Ooh. for to like rebirth yourself into a better person. And I'm like, you missed an opportunity. And I also feel like if you're going to bring up Aztec and all that stuff, and he's going to be in Mexico, maybe it would have been a little too on the nose. But like, but this is Saw once again. Why not do some like Aztec Mexican traps? Why like? Yeah, like, yeah. I always thought the traps are getting to a point where you're like, hey, this is this is dumb. Like you guys are doing too much with these traps. Like. This is too much. And I'm like, you're in the city. Like, if you're going to use Aztec stuff, have a trap where it's going to rip out someone's heart. Have a trap where, like, you got to flay your skin. Like, have these simple mess of, like, the leg the leg uh, thing was gnarly. I loved it. Oh, Like, the lady that's swinging in front of the... Spoiler, sorry. The lady that's swinging in wow. front of the, the radiation machine. Yeah. I was like, this is silly. And then it targets well, I- her machine. <laughs> I'm like... Yeah. I hated that. Actually, I hate that's a trap I hated because I'm like, she'd have already dislocated both of her shoulders. Like yeah. that thing would have torn off her wrist. Like it's not. Yeah, that's that's the one part I didn't like. But I'm with you on that. And uh, you bring up. Uh, I need to, I need some book recommendations from you now about Aztec mythology because uh, it's something that my grandma used to talk about. that I never really dove into as much as I wanted to. Uh, but um, like you said, if they just made that one little change with the god. Yeah, um, no, none, none of the American audience would really would have picked that up or cared. But someone yeah. like you, the Mexicans would have mythology. It would have enhanced the movie and took it to a different, different level yeah. for you. So I, I kind of love that. And that, yeah, that's it's, man. It's one of those. Like I said, it's, it's, it's a nitpick for me because I'm just like you guys. You could have done a little more. You know, you could have done yeah. a little bit more on this. But I'm happy the casting also is a big one. I'm happy they casted actual Latino actors. A lot yeah. of times they would have just casted Spaniard actors. 
Uh, I think they only casted one, but I'm okay with that. Uh, so yeah, so for me, it's like just from a background point of view, I was happy with it. Uh, but yeah, on surface level, they to me, and I know a lot of other Latinos felt this way. We're like, see, murdering brown people, like, <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, you know. And I feel like if they would have just kind of clarified that there was a villain in this movie, which why have we never got a villain before in Saw? I don't know. Exactly, I hope yeah. the next Saw movie we get a villain. Um, maybe we're gonna see this villain. Spo- like, is that a spoiler? Yeah, I guess it is. Maybe. It's fine, yeah. but it's, it's been that long. Yeah, and I really hope yeah. they bring her back because yeah. she was a great. Her back. I want more. Like, make another sequel to this. Which technically, this is Saw two point five, so we'll probably get Saw two point six. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. John Graham is a good the the actor who plays him, Tobin Bell or something. What's yes. this? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, great actor. Like the movie. Um, but I just want to say, it goes to show that like sometimes you're like, is this movie a little messed up? And you go and you're like, oh no, it's not. It, they just it's just bad optics when you first you know look at it. So, I mean, and it was a, it was you know it's not like Europeans have ever gone to Mexico and messed stuff up before. So it's I, exactly that's what I'm saying. I'm like that's, that's you know it's like. <laughs> and that's another thing. I wish they would have talked about like oh Europeans coming to Mexico and screwing over the Mexicans and the locals. Like we've seen that before. But they like I said, he yeah. didn't really touch on this stuff that. I, I feel I like I feel like it was an open swing to hit, and he kind of just didn't didn't make the movie worse, but I think it could have made the movie better. All right, uh, so those are all my honorable mentions. Jody, was there anything on your list that you want to uh, bring up that didn't make the cut? Yeah, um, uh, no one, no one will save you. Was a lot mm. of fun. I didn't uh, see it. Yeah, aliens and um, oh, a silent protagonist, and, <laughs> and I think it's really well. Done. There's there's a couple times that. It's a little stretched with the uh, silent protagonist. There's some moments that I'm like, man, she would have said something. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense for her not to talk here. But I appreciate the commitment to doing something different, making something interesting. Yeah, There's some cool tense. scenes, cool aliens, like the multiple kinds of aliens. The long-legged spider one was really cool. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed that a lot. No, it was a good tense movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Would uh, you have heard if they were all practical? Did the, the the practical to CGI mm, not as much? It was not the biggest budget movie, so there's a lot of CGI. But yeah, I think they did okay with it. Uh, VHS eighty five is one that was on my list. Uh, I thought it was really good for a VHS movie. Uh, there's some great segments in there. So we've talked about this one on the show. I don't have to go into a ton of detail, but uh, yeah, no, I, I really thought this was a good VHS entry. That's one of those series that when it hits, I think it hits really well. Sometimes not so much, but uh, this was one of the good ones. That that uh, the scene in there from Mexico City with the uh, famous Mexico City earthquake and how they yeah. show like uh, again I'm going to butcher this name, Matt. I apologize. Uh, they show the rebirth of a uh, Miklan uh, coming no, to yeah, create yeah, havoc. Miklan, yeah, uh, Miklan or Miklan de Kule, depending on how you. Uh, yeah, yeah. The same thing, right? Yeah. Um, uh, that I thought that was that that segment blew me away because again, as a guy who who's trying to get more to Aztec mythology, because that's where my ancestors yeah. are, um, that hit me really hard. And I still remember, you know, my grandma years after that at, that earthquake happened, they still talk about the earthquake because so many people lost lives in, in in that, and it was a very and how they tied that real historical event into that segment really kind of blew me away. And I, and the, and the and the the woman who directed that, she also directed, I believe, a segment for Satanic Hispanics too. Yep, yep. Yeah, she, yeah Gigi uh, Guerrero. She she yeah, did uh yes. she. she she did this one. She did the the Mikla God of Death in VHS, and then she also did uh, the at Nagual in which I like. I've told her too. And also, if you guys want to check it out, she did one for oh, was it? It's not Creep Show. It was a, an old like um like Fangoria kind of show on YouTube where there was like the Monster Ooh. of the Week segments. 
Uh, she mm. actually said that that's how she got her start was doing that. So if you look her up, Gigi uh, Salgado on YouTube, um, oh, yeah. look at one of her monster shorts. It's she's always been really big into indigenous Aztec mythology and everything. And I love that twice now in one year, we got her doing two Aztec segments and really yeah. working on like the indigenous, bringing the indigenous roots back to Latino culture. So like shout out to Gigi. I, I talk to her all the time too. She's my homie. Love her to death. Uh, really proud that she's able to do these segments and she's showing that you can do this stuff and bring diversity and make it gory and awesome. So shout out to her. Yeah. After seeing those two segments, she's someone whose name I'm like, all right, I, I want to, I can't, I want her to get her full length, her, her feet. Yeah. Yeah. And, she, and she's yeah, an extra too. She's, she's literally, is a, she's an actor. Yeah. And I'm like, how are you doing all of these things? Like, I'm like, <laughs> like I want to be a good writer. And she's like, I'm a director, writer, producer, actor. I'm like, damn girls. <laughs> All right, Jody. All right. Um, I had to include one from Chattanooga Film Fest this year, and I don't think this has got a wide release yet. But uh, there was a movie called Trim Season that we watched at Chattanooga oh, Film yeah. Fest this year about um, some people who go to trim pot. Basically, they go to trim the marijuana to get it ready for distribution, and a bunch of crazy stuff happens. It's witchy folk horror. Um, great acting. I, I I really enjoyed it. I hope it gets a release sometime soon. Uh, but it was it was probably my favorite of Chattanooga Film Fest this year, and it's one of my favorites of the year total. So keep an eye out for that. I, mean, I oh, believe got... you... Ch- yes, Shutter picked it up, I think. Is they okay? Cool. Um, I want to see. Uh, there's a uh, if you guys were saw the Scream TV show, Bex Taylor Claus, the shorter yeah, girl. Yeah. She's in Bex that. Taylor Claus. I, I love her. She's such a good actress. My God, shame she hasn't done more. I such a good actress. Yeah. I'm down for this. A weed, uh, the horror, the posters of. I'm looking at the screens and the the, the yeah, screenshots. It's good. good. And, and it's not really a stoner. They, they don't. They could have easily gone into stoner comedy territory with. And they yeah, really yeah, don't yeah. go that route. It's more so just a, a, the backdrop for everything, which is. I right. don't know. I, I really enjoyed this too. And it was kind of fascinating to me too, just to see how how that trimming and all that situation <laughs> works too. Like, it's, yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, I'm in LA, Enjoy man. I got a lot of friends too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jordan, anything else? Um, a couple other ones to mention. Um, there's a Swedish slasher called the conference uh, that just came out on Netflix not too long ago. So again, I'm a slasher, you know, fan, anything slasher related. is going to be something I'm going to like, you get a cool looking mask, this big, yeah. like puppet looking thing, some cool kills. I, I'm easy to please, man. Like, show me some blood, show me some fun. I, I'm gonna have a good time. That's on my list. I haven't seen man, it yet. Y'all but giving me lists, man. It. Y'all giving me some movies. Yeah. I gotta sit down and. Speaking of slashers, though, uh, I can't believe no one has mentioned Scream Six this year yet. Mm. Uh, I That's my number three. I, I loved these last two movies, five and six, are some of the best movies Scream's have made. Like, it, it's some of the best of the whole franchise. I hate that Nev's not in it anymore, but and these these are good. They're good movies. Scream the, Six is probably like my number two of the whole series. I stand uh, by Scream Six as N Five have the best kills we've ever seen in any yes. of the movies. When not, this is a spoiler, when Dewey got murdered in number five, that was one of my favorite like top ten that was murdered slasher yeah. moments in history. It was beautiful. It was set up, and the Wade boy went out. He got brutalized yeah loved it he got this one had, he got brutalized trying to stand up and and, and protect people like he got yeah. Brutalized yeah. the right way like because he, he was a got the right way yeah it was yeah. and then yeah. this movie too the dude man he got are we gonna spoiler this the, go for it he got brutally i was like homeboy's dead 
homeboy, like the yeah. dude was, and I've met him too. Nicest guy on the, the planet, man. Um, when he got brutal, when the brother and sister were just like, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, he's dead. And he lived. And I'm like, dude has been stabbed so many. The fifth yeah. one too, he gets stabbed a whole bunch. Yeah, he stabbed both movies. But like that, that scene where the girl gets, she gets stabbed in the guts. They rip up her guts and then she has to crawl across mm-hmm. the ladder to the other dude <laughs> and a great yeah. twist on the killer like there were some yeah. things that weren't quite surprised but one of the killers coming back total shock to me because i saw that coming though because i'm like it's a requel which means it has to be a sequel it has to be a reboot yeah. of scream 2 yeah. which and who's the villain of scream 2 it's his mom so therefore yeah. it has to be family and so I will say the dad I saw coming, I did not see the brother and sister though. The sister, I it was yeah. Just, the sister I thought it was, was a shock. She was yeah. dead. I thought she was dead. Yeah. Great twist on anyway, that. Yeah. Too. Scream well, sex is I, great. And, and, I, and I again, called the, I called the dad. And once I called the dad, I, and then he's the one that saw the sister. I'm like, okay, yeah. they, they, they must have be been coots together. I didn't call the other. The, I didn't. The, the I, one, you I didn't. See, yeah. You got I, it. I, I, I feel like we don't talk about these new Scream movies very much. But they're they're good, man. Yeah, like I, I feel like they're just as good, if not better, than a lot of the originals. Uh, yeah. the original's still the top for me, always. Ninety six, it's it's one of my favorites. But after that, these new ones are right up there at the top. Yeah, it's just a shame with everything that's happening with the the new one too. I'm like, yeah, because because Radio bummer. Silence, the directors left a long time ago. The writers yeah. and directors left a mm-hmm. long time ago, and like that for me, I was like, why are they leaving? Because I, I like I even asked, like I even asked my insides, like. People that have worked on it, like, hey, like, between us, what's going on? And they're like, honestly, I have no idea. Like, I literally was like, hey, what's Radio Silence's phone number? I'm like, I want to, I want to ask them. Like, and they're like, oh, they're in yeah. Europe right now. And I'm like, damn it, because I was like, why would they leave this? Because I just wanted a, I didn't want like, you don't have to give me details. I just wanted to know, did you leave or did you get fired? Because that was the big, like, is are you done with these characters? Is is five and six just that's a that's just a, a sequel pair or like? Are you finishing off with a trilogy and they don't want you there? And my impression was that they were kind of done with the way that that six yeah. ended, that they were kind of done with those characters. Also, as, yeah. a, as a creator, these movies take two to three years to make to, de- to, yeah. to really dedicate a whole decade of your life. Yeah, that's what, that's like what I was told. To... I was told that by reliable sources, uh, without spoiling or getting into details of it, uh, yes, I was told that they willfully ended their contract. They did not want to come back. They are. Is this public? They're doing movies? something original now. They haven't no, said what. Well, That's not my check. One so, somewhat original. <laughs> I want to just Google they, this they, real quick. They so have I something big coming out. I, I don't remember what it is that they're working on. There's something big, though. Uh, I can. I'll say it. I don't care. Uh, so from my understanding, they are working on a Universal monster movie. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So yeah. they. So it was announced that they are working on a monster movie. The, tr- the What hasn't been announced is that they're working on a Universal monster movie. So. Ooh, Something werewolf involves what I heard, but uh, it's, I don't know if it's the werewolf. I was originally told that that was one of their ideas, but they recently announced that one of the guys that they cast, they're doing a, a Wolfman movie. I don't <laughs> know if it's radio silence though. To me, it's coincidental that like they casted a Wolfman guy and radio silence is working on a universal monster movie. Um, so I, I would, I, I would love for them to do Wolfman. I don't know if they are. All I know is that well, they're doing a universal, uh, like official universal monster well, movie. So, I just, heard evolved, I just heard it evolved. I heard it evolved a like werewolves. I don't know if that's if it's a werewolf yeah. movie, but you know, yeah, it's a lot of you know. Yeah, I was gonna say because really I know static going on I, here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm bummed with what's happened with the series recently, but I do feel like 
six wraps up that storyline pretty well. Like yeah. if that's the end of those characters, they they ended well. Yeah, I don't so want to good. I don't want to get in the drama of it, but my what I'm hoping happens is that they just shovel off the whole different company and they just do a Nev Campbell Sydney movie, like just focused on her. Maybe have Gail show up, but just make it a full on Sydney movie. Yeah, it's it's I'm okay with them doing something different now. Like yeah. they've they've done these characters, they've done a great job with these last two movies, but they do kind of wrap up the storyline in a good way, and I feel like they can just they can just move on. Yeah, especially because uh, the others, story yeah. for the new Scream Seven was not. Yeah, I didn't like it. I, I was like, Oof. a couple right. others worth mentioning. Wrath of Becky, mm-hmm. uh, that's fun. I love the both those Becky movies. They're a lot of fun. You get to take out a bunch of Proud Boys. Hey, yeah, you know that's good times. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Sean William Scott is surprisingly terrifying. He's really good. Yeah, again. Uh, and the last one I want to mention because I know it's going to come up again later, uh, and this was in my top three: Evil Dead Rise. I <laughs> really like this movie. Uh, some gory kills. I mean, the 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 cheese grater alone, man. Like, ugh. but I like Evil Dead Rise a lot. I understand why somebody might not. It's not really I, like I, I like an the, Evil Dead movie. Yeah, I was gonna say it didn't feel like an Evil Dead movie to me. I yeah, I get that. Yeah, but I did enjoy it. It, it hit all the, all those buttons for me. Yeah, it was all it right. was good. Like I I have like to me, I really enjoyed the. What bothered me though was that they kept advertising the cheese grater. Before the movie came out, and I'm like, oh, this cheese skater is going to play like a huge part in the movie. Yeah. yeah there, yeah. it's not like, uh, yeah. yeah. It's like, why did you guys literally ab- give a cheese grater movie poster if, like, that's it? You know, like, maybe, maybe that's, but I guess that's on me for. It made me cringe, though. Yeah. It's, it was good. I definitely felt like disheartened when everyone, is this, we do, we've done spoilers. When everyone yeah. dies, yeah. I felt definitely, I was like, this is sad. Like, I wish they would have, you know, like, but I think it gets down to me. It's like, and this is Evil Dead, and I get it, you know. But I wish there was a way to break the curse, because to me, I hate when yeah, someone's yeah. like, "No, it's it's over. It's it's you can't do it." I'm like, kind of sucks. Like, like even in Evil Dead One and Two, he in Evil in Army Darkness, he figured out a, a way to beat them, you know. But this mm-hmm. one, I felt well, like he figured a way to beat them, but he just got kind of pushed into another realm with the Deadites again. So well, it was kind of like up. he was never able yeah, to escape well, that, that curse. Yeah. What happens at the end of... I've seen Evil Dead 2, honest to God, like 50 times. But Evil Dead 1, how did that one end? Did he... Was it just like he beat at the end? Or was it was it like... I don't remember how Evil Dead 1 ends. I, I see Jody and, and Jason looking at their computer screens to, oh, to do a little uh, review. I've seen two so many times. Yeah, and I've I, only I seen one a handful. Yeah, like, that's what I'm like, I've seen two. Because two is like a rebooted one. So I'm like, right, why right. is he one ever again? You know? Like... Okay, uh, he walks. Yeah, he 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 beats it and he wins. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, he gets attacked by the monster at the end. So yeah, maybe 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 it's on me for that. But I I've, I've still feel like can we like I don't know. I yeah. I'm I, just, I, I, I can nitpick it for days. It, at the end, it's a good movie, and if you like it, great. But like for me, I'm like I, just little nitpicks here and there. I did love it, but uh, I'm also like when they they start playing a record, and I was like, no, like don't 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 play the record. Like I'm like yeah. yelling at the screen, like don't don't press play. <laughs> that man. boy was Idiot. so dumb. That boy was so dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dumb kid. All right, Mondo, any honorable mentions you want to bring up? Yeah, we the only two we yet? haven't mentioned is uh, I really enjoyed Angry Black Girl and her monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Frankenstein. Um, that. 
Yeah, it ended up being one of my one of my top ten of the year. And and Grant, I, I will say there's some stuff like, man, I I fuck I shouldn't have let left Evil Dead Rise out because I did really love that one. Um and I also put on there and it, I think it's actually a technically a twenty twenty two movie is Onyx of Fortuitous. Because oh. I just had such a good time watching that. No, no it's we, only this we year. watched it the CFF year. and that was a premiere. So it it, it would be twenty twenty three. For some reason Letterbox said twenty twenty two, which I was like, huh? Maybe that's yeah, probably a production. Yeah. Yeah, because it was but released the, in festivals in twenty twenty two, but it didn't get an official release. Because I talked to the, the main guy. I was at a, yeah, a Andrew, party. Andrew yeah, we've seen Bowser a few times. He's and great. I, yeah, I was because like like it's my wife knows the meme, but he's he has a shaved head and a big gray beard. So yeah. like she didn't recognize it. I'm like, no, like that's him. I'm literally holding a phone. Like that's him. She's like, no, it's not. And he's like, that's me. <laughs> Sweetest guy. Oh my goodness. He's, oh yeah. yeah. He's, he's this guy. I, he's, ah, oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I hope so that movie cool. does good. I liked it. Uh, it was, was one, that's what well, definitely would have made my right? top. I said that movie would have definitely made my top 15. You know, you only have so many spots yeah. you can give up. Yeah, yeah, same yeah. thing with the angry black girl or monster. I it's, just like birth rebirth hit a little harder because they're just very similar movies. I can see that. Yeah. Um, so we, we saw uh, Onyx Fortuitous at Chattanooga Film Festival, which was the perfect crowd for that movie right. because yeah. everyone was just like it was infectious how good of a time everyone was having. Mm-hmm. So I actually rewatched it again last night after I had taken a couple edibles with my wife. I made her watch it with me. And, uh, and it held up to me. Like I, I, I had, I had a great time experience that movie too. I, I mean, when time. we were at Chattanooga Film Fest, we were drinking a lot of uh, "quote unquote" devil water, uh, <laughs> which is their uh, THC water. And uh, yeah, it's the perfect way to watch that movie. <laughs> I feel like you yeah. would want to watch the movie that way. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a wacky film, and I and I also want to give a lot of credit for Jeffrey Combs just playing mm-hmm. unhinged character like usual. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Um, so I think all the, yeah, I, I think all the actors are, are all the all the actors and actresses did a great job in it, and I love the practical effects. Yeah, yeah. those the things. Yeah, they're For, super over the top and ridiculous, and I love every bit of it. Like it's 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 meant to yeah. be. It's, it's not like it's bad effects that couldn't afford good effects. It's like no, that's perfect. Like stop right there, whatever yeah. you're doing, and that's the the look we're going for. No, it's it's Ernest scared stupid for adults. Yes. Like that's that's what it is. It's already Ernest scared stupid. I'll, fr- I'll firmly admit for a Kickstarter movie, this is way better than I was expecting on like Agreed. on the production and effects level. Oh, yeah, yeah. So and, and I, I've also I'm one of the guys who does not like the Onyx for Onyx shtick on YouTube, like where he goes into businesses and stuff and does the interviews. Like that got really old for me really fast. But in a movie, it just worked because he surrounds himself with a lot of other characters, and I found the other characters to be really interesting uh, portrayals. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that, 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 that was a smart thing the movie did like they could have done like a borat style movie where he's just going around in the real world talking to people but that would have gone old really quickly so the fact yeah. that they put them in the castle with all these other fantastic characters um to kind of push the character forward they that dosed was really him. smart they dosed him to us and i thought that was really smart because yes. you could mm-hmm. very quickly like make that joke run thin real quick in that movie right. if it was yeah. just him. But then you get characters like, you know, the mom who had all the tragedy in her life who became a Satanist now. So, you know, she's like mm-hmm. this perky, like, 1950s style mom, but you know, she's there to summon well, yeah. the demon. So they surround him with other quirky characters so he yeah. doesn't yeah, come yeah. off too much. Yeah. Um, yes. So, yeah. Like the monsters. Mo- it's kind of like the monsters. Exactly. Yeah, very much so. All right, Matthew, do you have any uh, honorable mentions? I'm going to just rapid fire these because a lot of my yeah. top 10 are like yeah. really kind of. Um, so, Renfield, I thought it was great. Uh, love it. Horror love action. It, love it. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Aquafina in that one. 
uh, absolutely couldn't. I don't. I mean, I don't like her as an actress too much. I thought her role in that movie completely ruined the movie. It should have entirely focused on Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Holt. Uh, love that one. I loved how they reshot original 1930, yes. what, five uh, Dracula scenes with the two Nicks. Wonderful. Um, I got to see Nick at the, the screening I was at, and he was wonderful, and I freaked out, and I screamed like a little girl. Nice guy. Uh, great idea. But it had like a $50 million price tag on it to make like the budget, and that's wow. way too high for that movie. That was... Yeah. I don't know who approved that. Um, I'll say this. I don't care. So I got to talk to the head of Universal <laughs> Studio. I don't care. I got to talk to the head of Universal Monsters, and we talked about that movie. And even then, she's like, yeah, it was, we, we shouldn't have approved that big of a budget. Like, we thought people were going <laughs> swinging. And, uh, it, she's like, we won't be doing that again. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. Like, that, that should that should have been a $20 million movie, not a $50 million movie. If it was 20 it would have made us money back. Um uh, so that one was good. Uh, Boogeyman, I think, as far as Stephen King adaptations go. I haven't seen that yet. It's on my list. Yeah. Okay, so I won't spoil anything. It's based off a novella that he wrote. Even I don't even want to mm-hmm. call it a novella. It's like a 10-page short story. Uh, he wrote like 50 years ago, 40 years ago or something like that. Um, it's, it once again, uh, child murder. Careful. Uh, if that, that sets you off, don't watch that movie. Um, don't watch the first minute of it. Uh, but as far as Stephen King adaptations go, I thought Boogeyman was really good. Having said that, the two main characters are dumb idiots. They are the dumb, those two girls are the dumbest <laughs> dumb dumbs I've ever seen on film. Um, still enjoyed the movie because the the monster was great. Love the monster. Uh, last year, Smile was my number one pick for movie monster. This year, it's the Boogeyman. Uh, I think he was great. Um, okay. Malum is also on my list. Real, shooting that oh. one out. Yeah, that is a remake of Night Shift, but from the yes. same director because he's like, hey. The Last Shift. The Last yeah. Shift. So, oh, yeah, The Last Shift, yeah. So the last shift, so they remade the last shift with a budget, and they gave us Malum. And my God, he, I thought he did a great, great movie with the budget he had and the monster and everything. Once again, great movie. Um, so I, I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot here, at least here in, Cal- in California, I think that you have them too. And in Vegas, we have these, um, they're called Aztec theaters. And, mm-hmm. or Mayan, maybe they're called Mayan. I don't remember. I have to, I have to look up the name. But they're, they kind of build these really nice theaters in historically poor parts of town because yeah. the mentality behind it is, no matter how much money you have, you should be able to have a great movie going experience. Yeah. And that was the only theater in town playing Malum. I took my daughter out there and we loved the theater, loved the experience and had the best time watching the movie. Uh, she won't watch it again because it scared the shit out of her. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's it's surprisingly scary. It's unhinged because it's not only dealing with cults, it's dealing with like fantasies, like yes. magic cult shit. So great job. I met the actress too. What a sweet young lady. Like she's so nice because I got she's to good. Yeah, I was a plus one for the red carpet for that for Ooh. one of my friends, Ivatrice. And shout out to Ivatrice, horror movies and beyond. Um, sweet lady. And so she brought me, so I got to meet the whole cat. And they're they're the nicest people. They were just happy. They're like, hey, we didn't even think we would get the first movie made, let alone this one. Yeah. So love right. it. Um, also, this is going to be a shot in the dark, but Batman, the doom that came to Gotham. Everyone's always talking oh, about like Lovecraft. Ooh, I've heard of that. It's uh, good. This, it's the Mountains of Madness. It's Batman. Yes. And the Mountains of Madness. And so if oh. you're like a Lovecraft fan and you like Batman, yeah. you this is a must-see for you. It's a 1920s Batman fighting Cthulhu. like, And it's a horror. It's it. horror. It's not like awesome. Batman swinging. And it's like, because they've done a few of these, like uh, uh, Gotham by mm-hmm. Gaslight. Uh, mm-hmm. That one was really, mm-hmm. re- that was horror. Like straight up, that was, you know. Yeah. So if you're thinking like Batman superhero stuff, it's a horror film. Like, I forget who it is. Like, the penguin or something is like brutally murdered and like organs ripped out. It's R rated. So, I just nice. want to shout out that one. And then, um, if I could, my number one pick, um, Waseda, the Bone Woman. 
Uh, it is a Mexican film, and I loved it so much because it is a movie about a woman who is pregnant, and she gets pregnant for. I'm gonna spoil this, by the way. She gets pregnant for the sake of what society wants of her. She's a woman, so therefore she needs to get pregnant because she's she has a husband, and that's what that's what women are required to do. They they get pregnant, they have kids. And we've seen that. We've seen that kind of plot a few times in horror. And the monster goes after her and she goes to some brujas and all this stuff, you know. But what I really like, it's again, giant spoiler, so um, she ends up leaving the kid behind. It's not like killing the kid or anything. She decides at the end of the movie she cannot be a mother. She's not equipped to be a mother, so she leaves the kid with her husband. And it's a heartbreaking decision, but she does it. And we, at least I've never seen that in a horror movie where she's not a bad person for doing that. Because, like, look, okay. I'm a father of two yeah. kids, and and I'm all about the autonomy of, of a woman. And so, to me, it's like this idea that it's 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 kind of revamping this idea of what a woman... Because not everyone was made to be a, a mother. Not everyone was made to be a, a parent. And she, it's really this kind of thing of, like, oh, especially in Latino culture, you're a woman, you're a housewife, you do this. Have a kid. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just, to me, I really like this idea of, uh, you know, a woman realizing that she is not because not everyone is and i'd rather a child be raised by someone who loves the child than someone who will have no love towards that child and like yeah. the orphan and all this stuff symptoms is garbage but like to me it's if you're not ready if you're a parent and you're not going to love your child give it to someone who will like there are plenty of people out there who will love that child <laughs> and they'll have some trauma no doubt oh sorry let me hey shh chihuahuas this way you guys don't get chihuahuas i'm a chihuahua i get it <laughs> All right, now, um, yeah, so, anything else on that one, that's, Matt? That's what I got to say about that. That's my number no, one. I really enjoyed that one, too. Um, I, I forgot it came out this year because I, I think it came out in 2022, but got a wide release this year, right? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the North American release was officially this year, um, and like in January, I think. So I think that's why I forgot. But no, I really enjoyed that one, too, and I, I really like your commentary on it because I, I, didn't, I didn't look at it the way you did. Now I want to go back and rewatch it and look at it kind of in that lens. Yeah, because it, 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 it really – I mean, I only – like, I watched it, and then what I like to do is seeing, like, other critics kind of like talk about it from like, mm -hmm. like for this one, I was like, I'm a dude, I, I'm not going to understand, you know, this. So I found a woman who did a kind of a, a dive on this, of like the female perspective. And I was like, Oh shit. Like that's, that's great. I love that. That's how she viewed this movie. And like, to me, it opened my eyes to something that I just didn't see before. So yeah, I was at there with yeah. you. And it was directorial debut, I think, too, from uh, mm -hmm. or, or her first, her first uh, full length. You know, a bunch yeah, of short first feature length film. But, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and it doesn't look like that. It looks like it's an indie, but it no. doesn't look like it's someone's first time picking up a camera. Yeah, it looks very, it's very, I guess, mature is a good way to put it. It's, it feels, I would never have known it was a first time director if I didn't look that up. Okay. Now we're going to talk about anything that uh, was underwhelming this year. Uh, we've talked about a lot of them already, but again, I'm a huge, the original Exodus was my all time favorite movie. So if you're going to, if you're going to go there, you really got to bring it. And in that, in, anticipation of the new exodus movie i watched the exodus series at least the first season and that was excellent that's what they really should have done but i think they were kind of screwed over by that show having done a lot of that plot um that they really could have gone into yeah but that show was such a neat show and didn't get a whole lot of love at mm -hmm. the time they could have gone that direction and no one would have faulted them for it probably but yeah they really should have done something a little closer to that uh, made it more broader, more interesting, more daring, and they just played I'm gonna it admit, so I tried safe. to watch the Exorcist new one, and I could not get through ten minutes of it. 
Yeah, I went to the theater. I, I like, you know, I'm like, I'm gonna give this a shot. If they're gonna put the extra's name on it, I'm I'm just assuming that they're really gonna bring it, and they did not. So I was just really, really. I like the maze. I went to Universal Studios, the Horror Nights, and I I, mm-hmm. I went through the maze, and I liked it. I didn't like the scene where they literally make the room smell like green pea soup. Did Oof. not enjoy that. Wasn't. Don't do that again, please. Not a smart decision. It doesn't make you like. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to do too. Don't do that again, please. Uh, to Universal Studios, if you see this. Um, but everything else, yeah, I was, I was like, so, uh, so let me just try to sh- take a shot at this movie by just what the maze did. So there's two demons. There's two different demons. No, there's one demon, two possessed girls. It See, is- in the maze, there's, there's two di- distinctly different demons. Like each girl has like a demon that. Yeah, right? I mean, the maze isn't ca- canon, so. I, the maze did a better job apparently than the movie did. like. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, they, there's two demons, and okay, this is interesting. But, well, like... Actually, the, yeah, so the actress... So they, they never even really show or talk about the demon in the movie. They just like quick flashes of, of this costume creature. And the actress who played it, I guess I end up following her on Instagram, and she's giving out a lot of information about the demon itself. I'm like, this is great! Put that in the movie to clarify or to understand what's <laughs> happening. I know, right? It's like, that's such good world building. Why wasn't it in the movie? Exactly. It, 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 one thing that worked in the original Exorcist was you had these gruesome scenes. But they weren't they weren't like Hollywood fantastical, as in, and it looked like the Exorcist used a lot of CGI, a lot of stuff. You, you know, it actually reminded me of it. It looked kind of like the Pope's Exorcist from the trailers. Yeah, which yeah. I actually did enjoy. So no, I love the Exorcist. Like, and it can't. But be that right. was a totally different film, though. And to take the iconic series of or the iconic movie, The Exorcist, and try to do a beginning, it's like when they did that Omen or The Exorcist: The Beginning back in mm-hmm. 06 or whatever. It's, just, it's hard. It's hard, and it usually is this doesn't. Part work. of The Exorcist, because like once again, so mm-hmm. I my wife is very old school Mexican Latina, so I don't get to watch Exorcist movies with her. Uh, <laughs> she's like, Nah, I ain't doing that nonsense. Um, so is this new Exorcist movie part of the? Brand like this, in this, canon this, continuity, yeah. it is a direct sequel to the first movie, and th- again, and this is what they decided to go with. It's just like, oh, yeah, is we can talk, is yeah. Reagan back? Is she in, do they cameo her in this? Okay, I'll spoil it. She does show up for one scene at the very end. Um, and okay. Spoiler again that I, the, the reveal in the in the TV series was pretty awesome when they revealed Reagan. Yes, like I was so like, much I, was like I cheered for that. Um, so I'm. Where can I'm I watch worried. the TV show? Because you may have to make it the TV show sound like it's a lot better than Twitch um, time on movie. It was streaming on Peacock. I, I watched it years and years ago Peacock, yeah. off of, off of Hulu. So I'll check yeah. it out. So the movie does it have like it, like if if you took out the exorcist name of this movie and just made it a random possession movie it'd be like eh it'd be very eh but you put the exorcist name on it and that that raises expectations and it just crumbles under that yeah so where do you think where do you think they can go forward to fix this what do you think like what do you think they if you were like sitting with the director and he's like well how do i fix the next movie what would you say to him i would jettison everything and just make it a reagan movie <laughs> Pretend that pretend that one didn't exist and to start over yes. again. <laughs> start the movie with all the characters standing in a room and the house just blows up and they're like. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that I mean, yeah, just wipe everything out and make it make it a Reagan movie, and then you know, take again, take it somewhere interesting. So, but, so is the Reagan actor back or the characters yeah, back? Linda Blair shows up for like one scene. Nice as Reagan. As Reagan, but it's a sequel. Is it in modern times? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
so her mom Chris Mc... the... so her mom Chris McNeil shows up partway through to be like a exorcist advisor which is kind of yeah it's which is really okay. shoehorned in um and then you guys aren't telling me on this gets, movie. I gotta be honest she, I'm, not, I'm not trying to tell you on this and then Before she gets injured and she's in the though. hospital at the very end of the movie Reagan shows up to like visit her at the hospital that's it does this movie oh. leave room for a, a sequel does it feel like it's the beginning of a trilogy or is Damn. it they don't really set up anything again if they would have talked about the demon and what it's trying to do what it wants who it is what it is yes that could have been the start of a whole new franchise they could have been like this is a this is the I think because I think in the text that I saw that this demon that they're trying to use is the rival to Pazuzu. So if this is like a dick measuring contest between this new demon and Pazuzu, you could have had like the battling demons and that could have been interesting. But they don't yeah, do I can see that. set up anything. So I mean, you could have a war of these two demons and Reagan and these other people are caught in the middle. Okay, fine. They're, they could be the battleground. Their souls could be the battleground for these two demons. Great. But they're not... They're, they just want to do the generic possession stuff. But again, we're already talking about this movie way more than it deserves. Does anyone else have any underwhelming movies? Yeah. Yeah, we'll just... We already talked about Skin of Marink. Um, we talked a little bit about Evil Dead Rise, which again, for some people, is overwhelming. Other people is overwhelming. So it kind of goes both ways. I, oh, I, shout I, out to I, six, six for me, but I didn't, I didn't think it held up to the other Evil Dead movies. Um, just to bring up um, a couple ones, uh, I, I watched Dream Scenario with Nicolas Cage, mm. which I really wanted to love, and I don't think it's a bad movie. I think a lot of people are going to like it, but it left me very underwhelmed. As in, like they had such a good plot and some good setups, and then by the end, I think it really kind of just felt felt pretty flat by the okay. end. Yeah, that's that how was I'm his left. first movie, though, right? The writer director, I think this is one of his first movies. Oh, if, if it was, I mean, it was. There, there's a wrong. lot of great stuff in that, and I do think a lot. I still gave it three and a half stars i think on letterbox which is not bad by any means but just i i watched it i watched the trailer and i think it could have been so much more i i feel like it would have been a really solid one episode of like black mirror or something like i like like a horror yeah. like a really top tier horror anthology tv show this would have been a great one hour you know segment mm-hmm. for that which uh, I, I think has been kind of a common theme because one of my other ones was the outwaters which got a wide release this year, which um, I think had uh, the first two acts are boring and dark. And then act three is just awesome. But on the positive side, it makes me excited for what that director is going to do next, because I think he's got, again, it was, I think it was a case of the director also being the editor and not wanting to cut anything. Uh, but again, yeah. I think another movie yeah. that would have been awesome as like a, 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 an anthology episode, like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, but at an hour and a half, almost two hours, I think it's a little bit much and it, it loses a lot. I'm seeing I'm seeing other... that a lot in a lot of movies, like horror movies recently. I'm like, it's a, a, a big studio needs to just go, hey, we're gonna make like top quality horror anthologies from now on. Like, I really wish VHS like inspired more people to do horror anthology because I feel like yeah. I would sit there for three mm-hmm. hours if it was an anthology. If you're giving me four or five stories that are like a good solid 30, 45 minutes, like I would sit for three hours to watch a horror movie like that because I'm like, you you know, it's it's a TV show that has good budget. So to me, it's yeah, like especially wish, streaming because some of these movies could, stretch. Like, they stretch way too long. Like, yeah, they, and it's you know, I, I whenever I watch a movie that's over, and even Onyx of Fortuitous, what I loved, it didn't need to be two hours or an hour and fifty minutes. So you, you could have trimmed a lot of stuff out of there and kind of more c- uh, concise, um, tight film, as opposed to trying to just stretch it out for time. And in uh, I think a lot of it is when you don't have a good editor or a great, I should say, a good editor, a great editor who can really pick those moments to cut out of the movie. 
Um, Terrifier 2 is another great example of this where I thought they could have cut God. some stuff out. I know Jody and I have argued about this. Jody yeah. thinks you couldn't. Oh, I, I, I just re- recently rewatched it. Like, I love Terrifier 2. There's no reason for a slasher to be two hours and 15 minutes long. That's too yeah. long for a slasher, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of scenes where like the director loves a scene because he knows how it was created and how it was directed and the challenge went behind it, whereas an editor doesn't give a shit. And they're like, no, cut that out of there. It doesn't need to be in the story. Yeah. All right. Anything else before we move on? Mm. No. Okay. Nothing I can think of, really. Okay. One thing we did want to highlight Money? this year, again, is non-horror media. And uh, to kick us off, I we're going to go to our Patreons. Uh, so, again, we thank you uh, for all of our subscribers. Um, you know, you help the show go forward. Would we do the show without a Patreon? Probably, but it definitely helps move things, um, keep things moving on our end as well. And, uh, again, having a direct line to our biggest fans is really, really cool. So I posted the question to them. Um, you know, what are your favorite non-horror movie media you enjoyed this year? Music, books, video games, etc. Our friend Janet said, um, I have to say I love the Mario Brothers movie, mm-hmm. especially yeah. uh oh. I don't know if I can say this, Lumalel, the star talking the sad star talking oh, guy. Yeah. Um I yeah, I really enjoyed that a lot. I think they did a really good job with the IP on that one. Um it's fun. You know, it, it kind of devolved a little bit into you know typical kids animated movie action beats but again it was, that a, ending, it was though, really that fun. ending was good though that when they both got the yeah. star mm-hmm. that was good that was good i thought it was fun i enjoyed it um all right our friend Alyssa uh says the best book i read this year was house in the solarillion sea by tj clune i'm not familiar with that one but that's your book recommendation for the yeah, year. Uh, Alyssa, avid reader. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I like her book recommendations. I've, she's never given me a bad book recommendation. So yeah. I, I, if I'd, I'd read that then. All right. Um, Victor said, I just watched the monster from directo Hirokuza Koreida. And it was great. Uh, not familiar with that one, but I'll check it out. I haven't seen that either. Yeah. Our friend, Ozzy Andy, who um, again, in Australia, it's already new year. So wishing him a happy new year's. Um, uh, he said the Dead Space remake was amazing. I love replaying it with all the little tweaks they added. Music-wise, oh, I yeah. saw the band Glory Hammer play live for the first time and loved them. Um, for movies, he said Mario Brothers and Godzilla. And as for books, a dear friend of mine brought me uh, Atlas of the Hearts, mapping the meaningful connections and language of human experience. If I ever, if I ever get into into adult films, that's my name, Glory Hammer. <laughs> you say that if as in like you know it's there's I mean, a possibility there i have a fourteen thousand dollar plumbing bill to pay off so i'm yeah. i'm open like <laughs> we're gonna get that only dad's account going hey we're we're already gonna do the fourteen thousand dollar patreon tier where i will fly to your house and watch a movie with you and rub your feet i don't even give rub a shit like <laughs> All right. I'm gonna give there. a few. I'm gonna give a few of mine. Um, probably one of the best uh, mini series I watched, TV series I watched this year was called A Small Light, which is um, it's actually about the family that helped Anne Frank and kind of the oh, cool. um, the culture that was kind of going on uh, in the area at the time. And uh, it's one of those hard to watch, but really like really gets to your heartstrings kind of shows that really touched me. Um, Yellow Jacket season two, I thought was excellent. I know I'm behind on this, but I watched uh, Chucky seasons one and two. Um, and goddamn, that show is better than has any right to be like it. Like, oh yeah. I mean, it has a right to be good, but like way better than I could have ever imagined. Same. 
Um, and I, I'll, when season three is over, I'm just going to binge that one because it's such a bingeable show. Um, uh, the The Last of Us is a TV show. I got a shout oh, yes, out, man. Last I was. Of Us. Very good. Very good. Um, as far as uh, gaming goes, uh, I got a Steam Deck this year. So I'm like finally in the modern age of gaming. Um, I loved RoboCop. Such a fun throwback first-person shooter. Uh, also, I love the RoboCop movies, so kind of reignited that. I watched RoboDoc on Screenbox. That was really good. I really enjoyed that. I haven't seen that yet. I wanted to. Um, it was really fun. And then also, shout-out to emulators on the Steam Deck. Once It took me a little bit to figure, out, figure it all out, but once I got them going, it worked so well. I've been wanting... I'm trying to find ways to play em, like old emulated games or, or, or on old systems. And technology just moves so far since a lot of these stuff, a lot of this stuff comes out to play on the older tech. Original technology is really difficult um, and really inconvenient. And to find the right emulation system has been kind of a pain, but the Steam Deck just really pulls it together, and I love it. So, um, all right, Mondo. All right, so uh, my non-horror movie of the year, my favorite movie of the year, period, was The Holdovers with, with Paul Giamatti. Um, which in my opinion is a Christmas movie. I watched it again on Christmas and loved it just as much in the second watch, maybe even more in the second watch. I did the first, but I highly recommend everybody go out and watch that movie. Cause it's, I think it's streaming now on Peacock, but it's, uh, in my opinion, the best movie. If you, if you like sideways from whatever, 2009 or 2011, whenever it came out, you'll love this one. Same director and, uh, fantastic, uh, TV series, 30 coins season mm-hmm. two came out this year and, after 30 coins season one finish, I'm like, how are they going to top that? Oh, and they did. And it is just that shit crazy. And I loved it. And again, Paul Giamatti might be a common theme here. I'm a Paul Giamatti fan. <laughs> but uh, that was a great series. Also, Poker Face on Peacock was an awesome yeah. series, I thought. Uh, as far as not, that's non-horror. And then uh, books, man. I read a bunch of books this year, but I don't think I read anything that was new. I kind of revisited some classics and revisited some, read some stuff that I probably haven't read before. And I, and nothing stood out enough for me to really mention. So, uh, oh, wait, wait, I did the, yeah, cause I, I got into, uh, a Grady Hendrix always, he put out a new book this year. I still haven't read that. And so did Paul Tremblay. Oh. Yeah. Grady Hendrix, new book, uh, how to sell a haunted house might be my favorite Grady Hendrix book that he has written. Uh, there is a scene that when you watch it, just look for the puppet funeral. It's one of my favorite things I've ever read. Okay. Puppet funeral. Maybe that's so, my next list. It's one of the rare books I bought a physical copy of. So I bought it from him when we were at uh, Chattanooga. Um, yeah. And uh, if I can't read on my Kindle, I don't take it on me. I, I don't, I don't want to carry a three pound book in my already heavy laptop bag for work. So, um, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in that one soon. And then yeah, video games. I'm with you on RoboCop. And as I said before, I'm an avid fan of Magic the Gathering Arena, even though they're doing some dumbass shit. But uh, I still like playing that because it's a quick, easy game I can just pick up and play. And I also discovered the game Days Gone this year, which was a zombie motorcyclist apoc- post-apocalyptic game that I really fell in love with. All right, Jody. All right, I got some innovative animation to talk about. Mm. Spider-Man across the spi- or into the Spider-Verse. Across Ooh. the Spider-Verse. Across That's the new yeah. Holy cow. Just absolutely incredible animation. Some of the coolest stuff I've seen ever. Uh, great plot, great story, great characters. But man, the animation is mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with that, too, uh, the new Ninja Turtles movie. Um, yeah, I love that. Mutant Mayhem. I still haven't seen it. Oh, good. I mean, and we're just talking. It's, it's not just even the stories or the nostalgia or whatever. It's the animation. The animation this year, like they have pushed what you can do 
with the CG animation. And man, both of those movies are absolutely incredible. They're beautiful to watch every scene, every frame of those movies. Gorgeous. But also, uh, you know, Mutant Mayhem actually had real teenagers playing the turtles. It was a fun movie. It was well made. And they acted like teenagers, ah, too. They acted mm-hmm. like teenagers. It's fun. Like, they're kids. And I, I love it. I love it. Uh, I have to throw one Marvel movie in there because this is my favorite of the Marvel series of overall. Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Holy cow. Like, Guardians yes. of the Galaxy 3. Emotion. Like, like, this is a heartbreaking movie. You get the background of Rocket and all of his little animal friends, and it is so sad. I can't tell so if you're choking up or you're sick. But uh, I'm sick right man. now. <laughs> maybe both. I love man. Maybe both. Lila man, gets the, oh. and that oh. little that little otter with her little robot yeah. body. I've I don't know. I've never seen a single Guardians movie, but maybe I'll. The Guardians is the best of Marvel. I think. I, I think I, of I, all I, the yeah. Marvel series, Guardians is the best. Yeah, and yeah. three is right up there with all the other ones of the Guardians series. Okay. Fantastic! Dear, um, I'm gonna throw the Barbie movie in there too. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll shout out the Barbie movie. It's great. It's a lot of fun. I just saw uh, a lot of good messages. I watched it in the theater with my daughters. Watched it at home with my daughters. It's good stuff, man. Like better than I expected. And Greta Gerwig, I knew she was going to do a good job with it. It's not, you know, I hear so many dudes out there who are like, "This movie's anti-men or whatever." It's not. It's it's anti-badness. Like it's. All of us do better when we all don't conform to the patriarchy and gender roles. Better than I think Talk any movie or show. Yeah. 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 And that's a problem. The dudes from it too. Like, it's like, it's a problem that we men have to deal with on our own, as yeah. well as like the whole, the, the female aspect to that. Like it's, yeah, because it's a really low, like you can, it's a really low hanging fruit to handle toxic masculinity in a way that's like men bad, but like, there was it's nuance not, to it. Barbie it got that not a lot of other movies. I, I don't think I've ever seen from any other movie you show. Yeah, it's great. And um, I'll throw out one documentary that we watched at Chattanooga Film Fest. It's called Satan Wants You about yes, the satanic good. panic, mm. uh, specifically about the book Michelle Remembers. It's on Tubi right now. Oh, great documentary. Uh, I definitely recommend going and watching that. If you grew up in the 80s and you weren't allowed to uh, watch He-Man like I wasn't, uh, this is why. This is because it's a stupid book uh, that was written in the 70s. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's great. It's a great documentary. Um, definitely recommend it. Uh, video games, haven't played as much this year. I don't know if I played anything new, but uh, Sea of Stars is a great little RPG that I've been playing. It's a uh, 16-bit style I know our friend Joe Ferry is a big fan of it too. I like those old school like Super NES Me too. Uh, RPGs. That's exactly what this is. Mm. It's on Game Pass, so uh, yeah. I haven't got an Xbox. Jump in. I haven't played it yet because I can't play it on my on my Steam Deck. But I will start playing yeah. that because I've heard it's like a spiritual successor to Chrono Trigger, which is one of my favorite yes. games of all time. It's definitely in the Chrono Trigger realm. Uh, so Sea of Stars, check it out. All right, Matt. I, and, and real fast, so uh, one book recommendation I totally forgot about, so you mentioned it, but the Ninja Turtles uh, TMNT, The Last Ronin, that came out this year. Oh, uh, phenomenal graphic novel. Oh, God. like it, it hit me in all the feels and in the best ways possible. So I just wanted to shout that out. And a video, it should be a video game next year, I think. Yep. Yeah. All right, Matt, what do you want to shout out? Um. Oh, yeah. so uh, I'll start with video games because it's fresh on my mind. Uh, Spider-Man 2, uh, mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate 3, 
Star Wars Jedi Survivor, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, this year I feel like has had the closest game of the year run than any other year. Um, I think Baldur's Gate 3 won it, but I still stand by that that Spider-Man had a better story. Um, Hogwarts Legacy was every Harry Potter fan nerd. It was the game we've been wanting for 20-something years, and we finally got it, and it was good. Um, and once again, an incredible story, too, on that one. So all the games this year have were phenomenal. Uh, Movies-wise, I'm going to shout it out because it's what I do and everything, Blue Beetle. Uh, we finally got our first ever Latino superhero cool. movie great. in a in a, a genre and uh, franchises and everything where everything is getting so bloated. We finally have a first, um, which was crazy to me, and I felt so seen in that movie. I cried. Um, I my son loved it, which was crazy to see him go yeah. and he's like, I gotta get a, a Blue Beetle Roblox character now. I gotta get a toy. Like awesome. he had to get the, cool. he had the pajama. Like to see him that and like. I got to have dinner with Sholo the, the day before the red carpet because he wasn't going and I That's wasn't going cool. in solidarity. That's awesome. Because unfortunately it happened during the strike, which meant I wasn't going to talk about it. A lot of people were going to talk about it. Um, I didn't go to the red carpet. Um, I was going to have solidarity for it. So it's like, so to talk to him and have dinner with him and his family and like him showing me everything, I'm like, this is a surreal experience that I'm sitting here with like the first ever Latino story. But it was also really sad because I'm like, this is like, of course, of course, when we get the first ever Latino superhero movie, there's a strike that screws it over. So even if it was going to do good or not, we'll never know because it got completely hammered. They didn't bother marketing it because they're like, yeah, it's the strikes, it's, you know. And to me, it was like, of course. And even the movie, like they even addressed that, like as though they were going to foretell it. Like George Lopez is like, yeah, like even when we try to get something, they knock us down, you know. So to me, yeah. the Beatle is everything in my heart. I love that movie. Um, and shout out, it was number one on Max every day for like six weeks in a row. Ooh. Only got dethroned by Barbie. So that's to me a very, very, uh, to show that there is an audience for that. People do want to see that. Um, it was, a, it was so good. Like it's, it was just a good movie. The, it was, it was solid. It was yeah. like Spider-Man one. Like it was like the iron, yeah. like it was like phase one of Marvel. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a personal story. It's a, it's about a family, like more yeah. than anything else. It's about a family and how the family comes together. I love that grandma. Oh yeah, she's crazy. I love it. I, love <laughs> I don't well, yeah. spoil anything about the grandma, yeah. but I love the grandma. Yeah, I I loved it too. I also think that James Gunn announcing they're going to reboot, but then he was like, well, we'll we'll well, well, Blue Beetle might not get rebooted, and everyone's like, well, should I care about this character or not? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think a lot of things right. were coming out against it. Um, but yeah, I still loved it. I loved it to death. Um, let's see other movies. Uh, okay, so I'm me and my wife are big Korean reality show uh nerds like we love that stuff um physical 100 is the best athletic competition ever made uh it is 100 people there's like 60 men and like 40 women and there's no separation between the two and it is all about like there's upper body strength lower body strength like whole body like it was so damn good loved it ended on a a, just i can't wait for season two if you're big into like ninja warrior physical competitions physical 100 on uh, Netflix is the best one you're ever going to see. So good. Um, also, That's because good. this is horror and it is a reality show, and I have no idea why no one in America has picked this up. The Zombieverse is a Korean reality show about a zombie apocalypse, and they hire actual actors to play. Zo- <laughs> and it, it is a genuine. If you get bit, if you get, if the zombie gets hold of you, you're gone. Like it's like, and, and they move them to different locations and like. They they push the zombies like they they swing at the zombies like shove them to the ground like 
these people are trying to survive and it is this crazy like there's a level of disbelief and even then the the, the like the people break character because they're like is that a zombie like come on guys like but it's so it's so well done it's so well made to see uh, a fresh take on zombies i feel like zombies are getting kind of we're used to it so for them to do a reality show where it's just like hey guys survive in a zombie apocalypse we're gonna put you in a supermarket here's what you have to do survive and you know it's that kind of stuff i'm like that's really cool it's really amazing love that once again that's on netflix too um and i think that's really all i have to recommend um i uh, there's no i don't think there's any of them i mostly watch horror movies anyway so i feel like uh if you're a big dungeon dragon like me the dungeon dragons movie was good um i've heard yeah i've heard good things about that yeah it, it was good um i liked it I, I, yeah that's i think that's it i mean well, most of the stuff i've seen was all horse <laughs> yeah so yeah um and then a dishonorable mention to quantum mania bad bad quantum mania uh yeah. <laughs> did not like that movie uh i <laughs> did not like that movie at all and the writer running his mouth too much also was a bad luck writers if you make a movie and people don't like it Take it on the chin. Don't tell them they're dumb. Okay, not a way to react to fans when they tell you your movie sucked. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it, that's that's pretty much. And I guess I got to go see Suitable Flesh too now because you guys keep. I just thought of one more. I got to mention uh, in the non horror category, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. It was great. Really, I really loved it. I it, seen it. Yeah. All right, well, I guess I take that one out too. I love those Indiana Jones movies. I used to watch the V. I love Indiana Jones. I'm an easy sell for it. I, I don't even hate Crystal Skull, but this one had some cool moments. There's a little uh, Chill little time travel in there that I think was a lot of fun. I, I see Jason's face. I see it. I see what's going on there, but it's good. I don't listen to Jason. <laughs> 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 yeah i'm not yeah i'm gonna start with the new year and just uh you know bite my tongue on that one all right transformers rise of the beast that was fun i you tried get, man like, i tried so hard for that one i couldn't one transformers, transformers rise of the beast oh, better yeah. than all the other transformers other than like uh bumblebee better version yeah bumblebee's yeah, the I best s- one like transformers one and then yeah. yeah, I stopped after Bowman. Like, they're not going to do anything better than this. So I'm just going to uh, stop watching I, for now. I stopped after the 1985 cartoon movie, but that's. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but again, I didn't. I never had young kids that were into the Transformers. So yeah, I, mean, I, I, I got kids. So I watch yeah. a lot of kids' movies. But look, the new yeah. Little Mermaid. The new Little Mermaid <laughs> was good. Like, oh, I kind of like that. Oh, that's really good. And I also, also point out, too, is like when people say, oh, it's ruining my childhood, I'm like, why? Because no, because yeah. this movie isn't for you. It's for today's generation of kids. Yeah. Like just just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, I critic I critique stuff and all the time, and my son's like, I liked it. And I'm like, yeah, because you're six. Of course yeah. you're gonna like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Mondo, for the last time in 2023, give us a song of the day. Um, I'm just gonna give my album of the year. I'm not gonna okay. give a song. Um, I, I think I talked about this last week too, but it's still after listening to more stuff, it's my still my album of the year. It is uh, Panopticon's uh, "The Rhyme of Memory," which I think is just a, a beautiful soundscape from start to finish. Even if you're not into extreme metal, I think some people can still find a lot of stuff to love and latch onto. And uh, by far, I don't say by far. Uh, my my close number two is Wayfarer's "American Gothic," which is black metal meets like post-country gothic i don't even know how to describe it except for it's unique and uh it, it's in a, in a genre that's been very stagnant and people are almost afraid to push boundaries it's always nice to see someone step outside the box and do something a little bit different and, and have it be good not just do something different for the sake of doing something different um 
I don't remember if the New Zealand Ardor came out this year or last year. So I just want only is not my top three. I, I just don't remember. But the New Zealand Ardor was fantastic. And Again, where does Taylor Swift's Eras Tour fall on that? Where does Taylor Swift's Eras Tour movie fall on that list? Of- <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Like, you I, know like what? Like, I, I'll say, I liked it. I was there at the red carpet. I liked it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, right? But like, I, I'm, I'll never be one of those people that says, oh, she sucks. Like, dude, there's value to every to most music out there. And just because it's not for me doesn't mean it, it should. I, I'm, I should shit on it because it's not for me. Uh, I've always said as a guitar player, one of the dumbest things I ever did when I was younger is I had that it's metal or it sucks kind of mentality. And as I got older, I started exploring playing different kind of genres and kind of like, man, like I wish I'd have implemented all this back in the day and had a way more open mind. And so like, I think people that really get on those, like this genre sucks, this band sucks. No, it's just not for you. And that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Let people love what they love. That's yeah. that's the motto going into 2024. Why, why am I going to love for Taylor Swift? Love Taylor Swift. Have a great time. Like all these, all these people shitting on her because she's on the, at the chiefs games. Like she's trying to support her boyfriend. Yeah, it's not her fault. Yeah, she doesn't decide when the camera shoots her, right? Like that's if you want to be mad at someone, don't get mad at her. Get mad at the um. How dare you NFL support the love of your life? How dare you? You should be like <laughs> me and not do that. No. Yeah, exactly. So like, I, I have no, I have no, no hate for Taylor Swift. And from what it sounds like, is the stuff she does for her crew and whatnot, like paying them oh, yeah. when she had to pay them mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah, man, that's just people helping people, and you got yeah. Love she that. and she even made a movie while supporting the strike. She went. She didn't use a film studio to make her documentary, right. just so that the just so she could be in in line with the the, the strike. And she paid everyone what they wanted to get paid, what they were yes. asking to paid from the strike. I'm like, you could you look if you don't like your music, whatever. Respect her for that. Like that's that's 100%. a bold move. That she's like, here's money out of my pockets because I appreciate you, man. Like that's exactly that's that that does a lot of respect for me. She just well, seems like a good person. Like she just does seem like a good person that happened to get successful and she doesn't, you know, who knows? Um, this is the most I've ever talked about Taylor Swift in my entire life. I was gonna say, <laughs> how been on this podcast for sure. <laughs> how appropriate is it that our 2023 podcast last podcast 2023 ends on the Taylor Swift discussion? <laughs> All right, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at the Storytime Guy. Uh, once again, talk about folk tales, mythologies, Aztec stuff, representation, diversity, and horror movies. Love it. Love to see it. Comic books, all that stuff. So if you're in line for that, I guarantee you at least one video per week you'll enjoy. With a lot of doom scrolling on the, which I doom scroll, I'm not going to pretend I don't. But like I whenever, I see your, whenever I see your stuff, though, I'm like, oh, I got to mm-hmm. stop and watch this because it's always yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan. I, I like when you're people doom scroll on my videos. I like going and then just seeing like one person that has liked like 50 of my videos. Oh, I feel bad. I'm the worst at liking things. I always forget to like things. I just, I just don't know why. It's it's just a double tap and I always forget. And I'm like, Oh, am I a dick? Like (laughs) my, 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 my gift to myself for 2023 or I guess for 2024 is that I deleted Twitter and or Twitter and threads off my phone for a while. Maybe permanently. I don't know. They'd stress me out, but I've been on TikTok a lot more. TikTok makes me happy. I watch funny videos. I watch informative videos. Uh, I'm switching that to that for a while. Uh, I, I've been trying to curate my social media feeds so it's just stuff I enjoy. Like my Twitter feed, yeah. I said, has always been amazing, except for when the new fucking ads kicked in. Because I always just I I I, I had words like Donald Trump 2024 blocked. Like you know, I I don't yeah. have this stuff blocked that I don't want to hear about because I want my Twitter to be a fun place where I watch things, see horror and pro wrestling and heavy metal, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> my Twitter used to be fun, and then some. 
the algorithm got screwed up. Yeah, it's, it's not the same, man. It's not the same. But I'm, 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 for 2024, I'm doing the same. I'm going to delete all social media off my phone. And that way, I can only look at social media if I'm sitting in front of a computer. Yeah. Because there's so much stuff. Um, actually, I'll probably keep Instagram on there. Because I actually like watching Instagram, dog videos. My Instagram makes videos. me up. My Instagram makes me happy. Well, yeah. The only social media I have anymore, really, is Das and the Crypt related. And it's just that that to me is a joy. Because you know, it's our friends, it'd be followers, yeah. and everybody. Yeah. Everyone's so great so and also that's how i got a hold of you at uh horicon right was yeah, through, yeah i got to meet you at horicon that was amazing cool. yeah i got it um, yes shout out to we me and jason hung out at horicon and he gave me a big hug and we, we hugged it was nice <laughs> yeah dude, isn't jason a great hugger like he's just yeah, big dude it's, like a big arm. Arm. it's, it's, it's a great hug. warm and safe yeah it's still fluffy it's like you guys you have met jason and i haven't actually met jason in person yeah. <laughs> but matt, matt got there first before i did no. <laughs> <laughs> all right well next week we are covering the series finale of tales of the crypt the very last episode third pig so please join us for that we say it every week but we really do appreciate everyone for listening and supporting us the last year you all are yes. amazing and, thank, uh, thank you guys for having stuff. me on this i appreciate it dude thanks for being on again man yeah, thank you the three episodes in one year we love it all right, and as always, we appreciate everyone if you would give us a rating review on iTunes, a rating on Spotify, check out our YouTube channel for po- videos of these podcasts. And with that, we thank you for listening to, for the last time in 2023, Dads from the Crypt. Happy New Year, Happy everyone. New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Follow Dads from the Crypt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or I will follow you. To the grave. <laughs> no, seriously, you really should watch. But be careful what you ask for. You may get it. <laughs>